put me in the army and they handed me a pack. They took away my nice new clothes and dolled me up in sack. They marched me twenty miles a day to fit me for the war. I didn't mind the first nineteen, but the last one made me poor. Hey everybody, it's the Boy Hattie Podcast coming at you live from Not Bill's Basement. I'm Annie. I'm Bill, and we're recording from my uh, friend slash neighbor slash uh, landlord slash buddy, uh, his massage parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Joshin, my, uh, 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 the guy who owns the house I, I live in. Uh, yeah, he used to be a professional masseuse. Now he is a professional, uh, helping Mac people whisperer. fix their Macs, Mac computers, although, uh, he knows enough old people who have fucked up PCs that he's essentially become a general catch-all computer guy. Yeah. Though. Uh, but yeah, his old uh, massage parlor, he's turned into a, like, kind of like a little guest bedroom, so I'm staying up here because they're still repairing damage to the basement that we talked about last week. Yeah, poor Bill. Yeah. His, his basement suffering has not ended. Oh, man. Well, here's, here's, here's the terrible thing. We were just talking about stupid money and stuff like that. So, I'm thinking about getting a PlayStation, the Pro. Yeah. The, and... Yeah, the only real reason to, you know, to get one is if you're going to get a new you're TV. You're going to get a 4K, 4K TV. TV. Uh-huh. And I was contemplating, okay, the, the PlayStation, the Pro comes out uh-huh. like, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. And I was like, I was contemplating getting a TV. Yeah. Because you know, if I'm going to have to disconnect everything, like, if I'm going to have to dis- disconnect my old PlayStation from the TV, I was like, well, what if it's just, what if it's like a new TV? Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to have to take it sure. anyway. I follow your terribly illogical <laughs> logic know. here. Yeah. And so, well, I had to disconnect every, literally my entire bedroom now is yeah. completely empty of the replacement carpet and everything which means i'm gonna have to rebuild my whole uh battle station anyway yeah and so i had such a rough last week or two i was yeah. like fine fuck it i just pulled the trigger on a brand new 4k tv did you 49 inches which uh-huh. is not big but that's bigger than the 32 inch 720p tv i've had up until now so sure. again if you want a tv for if foley wants a dedicated battle station at your place i've got a spare tv I will absolutely ask her about that. Um, so that's coming on Thursday, which is great because hopefully by Thursday I'll be in the middle of like putting all my stuff back together. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing because I was also thinking about well, this is also an opportunity to kind of like rejigger all my yeah. stuff downstairs. Yeah. And one of my thing was like I've always wanted more glass cases to put Lego in. That's the only thing <laughs> keeping, me from, keeping me from buying more Lego as I have no room to s- display them in. Uh huh. Part of me is like. Well, if I just didn't put some of my bookcases back and just replace them with, like, you know, Ikea glass cases. There you go. Oh, uh, so I am I am luring myself into all kinds of stupid shit this week out of, like... Oh, Bill. Being tired and frustrated with uh, basement stuff. But... I believe it. Dude, you need some fantasy, my Yeah, dude. this is this is the first day in about a week and a half where I have not been uh, trying to manage the damage downstairs and or moving stuff out of that room. So I feel Buddy, pretty good right now. I don't blame you, my dude. Yeah, I feel pretty good, though. I had a good night's sleep last night, and good. I'm supposed to be going to, there's the Retronauts, you know, have you ever heard about Retronauts? You have talked to me about it. They're like their preeminent retro gaming podcast mm-hmm. with Jeremy Parrish and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, uh, it's the Portland Retro Gaming Festival this weekend in town, and mm-hmm. they're hosting, uh, the Retronauts podcast is hosting a party at Quarter World, right across the street. Oh, yeah! Not right across the street, but, like, Pretty damn close it's to like three houses down from yeah. where I live, so I'll be, I'll, hope, with any luck, if I don't drop dead... Uh, before tonight, I'll be going to that. That's so. pretty awesome. Dude. But yeah, I'm having a pretty okay day, though. So. Woof. Now that you're here, Annie, you're here to break of course. my day, too. I'm transforming your day. How you doing? I'm doing okay. A work deadline is slowly suplexing me. I, apo- I was just apologizing to Bill. And I think I may have mentioned this in the podcast that my work, I have a big 
project at uh, work where I basically have to undo the infrastructure of a huge part of my job and rebuild it from scratch. Yeah. Based on no data, but basically, but you seem to be doing this every six months anyway, because you're always under I've a work crush. Well, I my my job is cyclical, like uh, crunches, but this is a extra cyclical okay, thing yeah. that's like going that means undoing all the other work I do and then rebuilding. So you for if you were an elf at the North Pole, there's always a crush in December. Ima- but yeah. this is like if you're also switching, like uh-huh. I also like, have to like rebuild by hand all of the assembly yeah. line and shipping stations. Uh, yeah. Santa's decided to get rid of the reindeer and is replacing them with flying robots. Exactly. And you're in charge of getting, making the robots are finished being built. Yeah, no, 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 no. What it is is he's had this mail order service that delivers a part every week and now all the parts are here and oh, I just have no. to put it together. Oh, So God. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm just, it means that I haven't been able to do a whole lot, even yeah. less so than usual. So I'm either of us have anything to talk about this week. You've been in basement panic mode, and I've really just been... I literally go to work, come home, work from home, sleep. Oh. <coughs> go to work, work from home, sleep. The other thing I tried week. to do this week, uh, I have an, an, another TV outside my... Uh, I have a basement bedroom, but then I also have the rest of the basement where I also have another like spare battle station set up with another old TV and stuff. And so while taking breaks from moving all the stuff out of the waterlogged basement bedroom, I, was out, I would go out and... Uh, watch uh itunes on the big tv just mm-hmm. as, a, as a part of a break sure uh itunes on my laptop is connected it's uh, all my itunes files are on, ex- on an external hard drive mm-hmm. and i had that resting on uh the armchair where i was sitting of course i knocked that over twice mm-hmm. kind of half broke that external hard drive oh no i'm hoping all those files can be recovered so i kind of accidentally killed itunes this week oh no Bill. and so i've been able to watch all the horror movies and stuff i wanted oh, no. to Again, it's not the end of the world. Your Things life is the worse. horror movie, Bill. It's, it's the, the, that, the death of a thousand cuts I of know. small inconveniences in the last oh, week. Buddy. As I say this, as my friend and another friend are downstairs replacing the basement carpet for me, oh, as I should not buddy. be complaining. But. Well, no, you're, again, relative suffering doesn't mean that your suffering exactly, is not suffering. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch too much stuff. What did I do? Oh, I did play. I did manage. Oh. Okay, so... Yesterday, my housemates and I, we, you know, we were doing all the work on the basement yesterday, so we decided to blow off steam mm-hmm. by watching Sausage Party. Why? It was available. Why? We morbidly curious. You could also just punch each other in the face for It four was hours. one of those things where I thought, what the hell? It's been a long day. We just sure. ordered pizza and there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. It's exactly as bad as all the trailers and everything made it sound, uh. which... All these fucking reviewers and came out when that movie came out last spring were all like, it's actually pretty smart. It's smarter than it looks and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, if you've seen the trailers, if you have an opinion about those trailers, that's exactly what that movie is. Where uh, the most interesting thing about the movie is it does have a very staunch anti-religion message mm-hmm. where it says, you know, because the whole point of the thing is it's sausage parties, all these anthropomorphic CGI food characters and this, sh- uh, I don't know. So for some reason, all these characters are convinced that whenever they're going to be taken out of the, the, the store by shoppers, that they're going to go to some kind of paradise. Okay. And of course, over the course of the events of the show, uh, they uh, find out that they actually are killed and eaten uh, uh-huh. by the customers. And so the, the main character, Frank, who's a hot dog, has an existential <laughs> crisis. There is a nice message in there where, uh-huh. uh, despite trying to warn everyone else about that there's not really a heaven and that organized religion is bullshit, there is a nice message of, hey, don't be an asshole about telling other people that. You can inform okay, them of that. sure. But don't shove it down their throats because their beliefs are just as valid as yours. Sure. But it's, it's so much one note, like, hey, yeah. 
isn't it funny that we made poured, poured all this money and time into a CG cartoon to have the character say fuck a lot? Ugh. And it's just the most. Uh, it's fucking. It doesn't look good. Yeah. It's like sub DreamWorks bullshit. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and uh, reading the trivia about the, the movie on IMDb, they were talking about how part of the gag is that the movie looks terrible because they intentionally made it look crappy. And then reading about how, like, the animators went bankrupt because they didn't get paid after this movie, despite, yeah. like, I guess Seth Rogen at Comic-Con was talking about how the co- the animators loved working on this movie because they got to make characters who swear, unlike all the other fluffy cartoons they yeah, worked on. Uh-huh. And, but, yeah, sure, but, but they, they didn't get, get paid. paid. The movie gives yeah. a fuck. And it's just like, man, it's just... Sausage party. It's exactly. If you're like Bill, you've had a bad emotionally draining week, and y'all chose to watch Sausage Party. I there is some funny food fucking in that movie. <laughs> All right. Okay. Words. Hey. Anyway, I'm gonna change the subject rapidly. But it's just. Oh my god. And I, I want to strike. I want to beat the shit out of whoever was like, no, it's actually a smart film. It's, like, no, you. it's the kind of movie where one of the big jokes is that uh, someone drives a car and the bumper sticker says Dixar instead of Pixar. Ooh. Are you kidding me? It's, that's not even a joke. That's just, you're just observing something that happened. I know. It's, it's, it's not even a movie where it feels like it was written by a bunch of dipshit stoners. It feels like it was written by fucking middle schoolers. Uh, the kind of people who like, it, who would like go into a magazine and write poopy on it and think, oh, isn't it funny? I, or AIDS or something like that. Uh-huh. This movie, you know what? This movie feels like it was written by someone who thinks Mr. AIDS quote unquote uh-huh. is funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. so 10-year-old Bill is what you're telling me. Exactly, but I'm not 10 years old anymore. Nope, We're just no, like, you ain't. What's this movie? I don't have to pay any money for that movie. <laughs> yes, that was true. the right price. I gotcha, I yeah. gotcha. Well, Foley and I also last night were like, hey, let's watch a movie. Let's watch a C- random CGI movie. Uh, she was home one day looking at movie trailers, and she randomly saw the trailer for Kingsglaive, which is, is the Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15 prequel movie. But the boy band is it? Those well, no, characters? no, it is a prequel, so it doesn't involve those characters. Does the, it still involve people? I, but I it does involve. Is it like Game of Thrones with people driving around in cars? Yes, it's so weird. <laughs> it's really weird. It's okay. So here, I got Kingsglaive. It sounds like it would be like a. Big, I'm gonna back up a second here. Yeah. So I play. I've played Final Fantasy six through twelve. I played a little bit of thirteen. And, 13? Uh, Which one was 13? Was that the uh, mul- online multiplayer one? No, no that's 14. What uh, was 13? Think, oh, 13 was the shitty one down a hallway. Yeah, the corridor the until eventually it was an open world, okay, but I didn't get to it. There were three of those games. Yeah, so I play. well, yeah, I'm talking about the main numbered games. Yeah. I play. I pretty much played did all the play single Final player Fantasy games. X2? No. Okay. I didn't even play. Wait, did I? I may That's have. the one where you dress. It's the girls. Fucking, and then their powers are all dress up. Every Final Fantasy is unique and special f- snowflake, and they've all just formed like a snow cone in <laughs> my like brain. They're like a big lump, yeah. We're just covered with chocobo slurry. And Especially if you're just thinking about the later ones where it's everyone just like in, in with the belts well, and the, the thing is, is that I have some familiarity and context for Final Fantasy, and, like, I was of the age when, like, Final Fantasy VII came out when I was a teenager, and everybody was like, oh my god, this is so Did huge, you play Final blah, Fantasy blah, blah. VII? I have played, I have played 6 through 12, Did you beat my Final dude. Fantasy? I did. Wow, okay. Yeah, well, to be fair, that was also when I had, a. Uh, uh, Game Shark it was not Game Genie at that point. It was Game Shark, which actually fucked me up. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast. I, for a long time, I didn't. And this eat. is for you. I found this randomly in my pocket. Thank you. It's a Lego head. It is from the. <laughs> is that a vampire lady? No, it is from the Lego uh, 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 Geisha. Uh, uh, Lego Geishas. You ha- own it, dude. This is her face. Okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, anyway, uh, fucking, uh, oh, I didn't beat it because there's a battle in that you're supposed to lose. And yeah. I had a game shark to cheat. <laughs> broke it. So I was like, man, this battle's dumb. And I played that battle for like a month. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I couldn't undo my cheats. So. Yeah. Uh, finally, I did beat Final Fantasy. Also, the final disc was scratched. It was a, it was a comedy of errors. That's right. That's right. That's back when the games were like on three or four discs. Oh, God. If not more. Yeah. Played, so anyway, yeah. I've played all the fucking Final Fantasies. My favorite is uh, uh, 12. Um, I love what Richard's saying. I've played all the Final Fantasies starting with six. I've played all the Final Fantasies. I've played, bitch. I don't have a Nintendo. Well, that's what I was going to say. You've played all the Final Fantasies. Butthole, I played I didn't own a Nintendo. <laughs> I owned a Super Nintendo. No, but that's like, like Final Fantasy six and seven are essentially the watermark where the whole series kind of changed. And that's yeah, like, that, exactly. that's what most people who've played Final Fantasy have yeah. only played the ones that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So anyway, I have some familiarity for this. To say I have affection for it is maybe too strong yeah. because uh, it's like... You have an affection for mindlessly grinding and like talking to people and I, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. They were all... I mean, the thing about Final Fantasy is that they're always very pretty. They're, they mm-hmm. function better if you just kind of treat them like a weird tone poem yeah. and just roll with that. And as that, I got a lot of value out of them. Foley, oh, Foley's only exposure to Final Fantasy is that little bit of Final Fantasy, whatever the fuck, with lightning. Yeah, 13, yeah. 13 or whatever. That was it. The 20 minutes you guys probably played. Exactly. Yeah. And Foley's just like, what the hell is this? So I was really surprised. <sighs> was so fucking bad. I was really surprised when she was like, I want to watch this Final Final Fantasy movie because yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I had seen, we, I had downloaded the demo of Final Fantasy 15 and it was awful. I did not enjoy it. It was just not pleasant to did play. Did you get to the part where you like you can turn into a train and all kinds I played of it. shit? Yeah, no, I played it. I turned into a truck and some other random yeah. animals and stuff. I played the whole demo. Um, but I gotta tell you, Kingsglaive did more to get me excited about Final Fantasy XV than the Final Fantasy XV demo did. Oh, okay. It was actually a lot of fun. It was really weird. Was it like a full 90 minute movie? Yeah. Okay. It was very strange because they very clearly do, I mean, obviously they do motion capture for the body acting, but they do facial capture for the faces too. And so there's a thing with, um. So it's fully CGI. It's, oh yeah, it's fully CGI. But uh, it's. You I know, was gonna make the joke that if I were gonna make a Final Fantasy movie, it would be ninety minutes of a guy just trying to pre-order it at GameStop. <laughs> it would just be about the experience of being a Final Fantasy do player. You, it would be all you, live action. Do you want to buy disc protection? <laughs> exactly. Are you a member of the GameStop? I'm sorry. Bros you're club? trying to earnestly tell your story about fucking play. Go ahead. Yeah. It's uh, all CGI. It's all yeah. CGI. What's weird is that since they do facial capture, like. <laughs> Naughty Dog is the best in the business because they take face, they take video of the actors acting for reference, but then yeah. they do hand animate those faces. And because uh, when you do, sometimes just do facial capture and just slap it on a model, you don't get any of the sub movements that happen in a face. Yeah. You just get these su- you, you get the gross eyes moving this. Well, now you don't even get the, where the eyes move, but you get Leah. It's like you see the jaws trying to shift and it'll shift, but none of the muscles underneath it are moving. So it's like a weird, it's super uncanny. Valley. That was the nice thing about Ellie Noir's thing where it's like photographic exactly. capture. Yeah. yeah. So they got all those micro expressions. But the rest of the body was was completely well, still yeah. like crappy ragdoll, but you like had this perfectly human face on top. But of it's like, really you know, yeah. motion capture for body movement is really gotten to the point now where it's like, you know it's pretty impressive but yeah, yeah the facial stuff is all plopped down in uncanny valley we rented it digitally and i wish that we i could have watched it in japanese with uh, you rent english from? subtitles uh amazon okay just did it online 
But anyway, uh, it was really, it's really interesting because we're watching this. And so, okay. So again, Foley has little to no context for Final Fantasy. So I had to stop and explain her. I'm like, yeah, that's a Chocobo. Yeah, that's a Baphomet. Uh, yeah, there's always a sin. I'm like that. Yeah, well, at least you don't have to worry about the story so much because the story's well, gonna be rel- should be relatively self-contained. But yeah, who the fuck cares about a Final Fantasy story? Like, if you held a gun to my head, I could not describe. I played and frankly enjoyed all of those Final Fantasies. I could not tell you the story of any of them. Like even my favorite one, I don't yeah. fucking know what's happening. Something about treaties. <laughs> was that judges and shit? If there I was twelve, judges. I don't, one of them was the brother of the hot boy, and I got nothing. Do you ever play Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, a that's little. a crazy story about like kids who are, like falling. It's kind of like a Narnia thing about kids falling into another world, and yeah. one of them's like fucked up and like. I like the aesthetic of it, but I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's like super complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, tactical a little too, fighting game, too, but yeah. too, too in depth for me. Um, I sucked at it. Too bad. So, fully, you had a good time with it. Oh yeah, you enjoyed it. The aesthetic of it is really striking because it's all this um, kind of mashed up European kind of. I mean, it's your classic kind of mashed up fantasy, but also like kind of like um, what's the called word like um, military like uh, dress clothes like like fucking marching band bullshit and then but and with like michael jackson like, style where it's like well, I mean, like yeah. fashion vert like yeah, like, well, yeah. So, but and then it like the mixed with version. actual medieval stuff yeah. mixed with hyper modern fashion stuff hmm. and like it's the aesthetic is an interesting mashup but i gotta tell you it is weird as hell to watch a fucking final fantasy thing and then all of a sudden somebody's driving around in an audi <laughs> like it was like it was so funny how jarring it I'm was i'm glad they've already like they've already uh introduced the stupid car driving stuff that's supposed I mean, to be a big thing in the actual game they're beautiful like the designs and like the filigree on these cars are gorgeous that's it's the thing stunning I'm curious about because they put that same kind of like weird european like military dress in on the cl- on the cars too, so it's really cars striking. Are little yeah, I mean essentially, <laughs> and uh, man, it was just it was actually a lot of fun, and I did like the character designs. Though what's funny is that they did um, to get because obvi- they were tr- they were trying to have an incredibly high caliber of, of rendering and realism, right? Yeah. So what they did was they just had body scans for all these characters, and a few of them were character actors that I recognize. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Hey, it's that creep. Well, that's what I was gonna wonder because remember, like Final Fantasy, they like the guy who invented Final Fantasy directed a CGI Final Fantasy movie like 15 years ago, bankrupted the studio, and that's why Square had to merge with Enix to survive. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was any kind of crazy because that movie had like well, I know that that was what I kept thinking about. Well, yeah. yeah, this one had Aaron Paul, Lena Headey, Sean the Bean, cheap cable TV people, but yeah. you know, not just as you know, super. I mean, Aaron I, Paul. I, he play, He voiced the hero. Wow. Man. Fucking, He's great on Breaking Bad. I can't imagine him walking around he, he Final Fantasy. He was competent. Well, it wasn't, yeah. he wasn't the body scan, and I don't know if he did the body acting. Okay. Yeah, the character design was it was so funny. You could tell that they had a real hard-on for really realistically rendering facial hair. Not like beards, though, just stubble. Yeah. Just the carousel of stubble. Everybody actual has, stubble, not just like the facial fuzz that everyone no, has, even like, ladies? No, 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 actual stubble. Okay, like, actual just stubble. like, okay. it was really funny. Like, someone really had, like, they're like, yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be my hill I'm gonna <laughs> die on is the stubble. I have I'm no idea artist. who's in charge of the new Final Fantasy who's directing I, it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, it was but it, I mean it was dumb as hell, but it was fun. I had a good time. I did not regret spending the six dollars I spent running it i will tell you this it was kind of worth it because like um since i had a better time with this than i had with sausage party uh, well that's bill i could have kicked you in the balls and you would have had a better time with that <laughs> well, I, yeah, sausage sausage party. I knew what i was getting into but uh the one thing uh, that i will tell you that was kind of cool was that the character movement because it was all very grounded and quote-unquote real looking uh-huh. like even though it was incredibly high fantasy sci-fi yeah. 
Um, I mean, it it's, may... trying to be, it's not trying to be photorealistic, even though it's got a f- photorealistic look to it, but it's not trying to replicate. It's not trying to trick you into thinking it's a, like a documentary. Or I would disagree with that. There if are some saw... shots where I'm like, they wanted this to look like, if you took a still image of this, this would look like a real well, okay. weird well, place. I guess you have that sometimes with actual video games, too. Yeah, but, um, but that made the fight scenes that were traditionally, more traditionally, traditionally, quote unquote, where a human being yeah. did the stuff, really striking and all the more alien like the gimmick is and now that I think about it I think this was in the demo but it was so much more striking in this fucking movie than it was in the, than the fucking demo I played people um, turning into cars and trucks it's about the king's glaive which are these uh, these knights for the king they're the king's men and they the king is the only it has imbued them with magic and I like this as a premise I have no idea how the fuck this ties to the game yeah. but the king is the source of magic in his kingdom he That's he controls this the shield that covers his city and these, the Kingsglaive are magic users, but their magic comes from him. Yeah. Like, he has gifted them with this ability. So the implication is that they were sensitive to it, maybe, and that's why they were selected and trained, because they're, like, from all throughout his kingdom outside of the city. Is it suggested that the king, whoever becomes king, always has that power? Or is this king, like... like... Unclear. Oh, okay. Sort yeah. of. I'm... No, wait, wait. I take the back. Yes. And I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. I don't know if the king inherits that power, if this this just happens to be a unique individual. It took me a minute, but I remember... Who used that power to explain. become king or something. You know? They do explain how, how that happens. Yeah. But uh, the uh, oh, the, I love so, little Texas earrings. I just noticed. Oh, yeah. This is the first time in my life because you got pierced just recently that yeah. I go, oh, Annie, your earrings. I know, right? I've been wearing these because these are the only ones that don't make my ears. Yeah, we're standing right next to uh, a window, and so yeah. like you, you turned your head just Sparkling slightly. The, in the beautiful wind. shine of my mm-hmm. home state of Texas. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, representing. Yeah. Uh, so the one of the key pieces of their magic is that they have these curved blades, and they can throw them. And then they can teleport to wherever the blade is. So it's not like true, like, I can just zap to wherever I want. So but they can be where the blade is. Yeah, so if you're, like, stuck in the desert and you don't want to walk, you just keep on throwing the blade. Okay, there are parts where they're having to flee. Yeah. And so they're running and then they throw their blade and then they bamf over to where their blade is. It's actually really cool. When they bamf into place, are they holding the blade? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you see a lot of, like, they have to jump across a huge chasm and, like, they'll throw their blade so it sticks in the opposite wall and then poof, yeah. and then they're hanging onto it. Of course. It's actually really very visually cool and the fight scenes that you have where it's like a, maybe a big heavily armored dude who theoretically is way outclassing them yeah. but because they're able to kind of like be quick and nimble it's actually very visually striking they're like bamfing like Nightcrawler all around sort yeah. of yeah but I mean because but I really liked the idea of it being linked to this very physical object hmm. like that was such a cool gimmick that I was like at that's, the end of the movie I was like that was really cool you that's guys that's Final Fantasy in a nutshell all but this random is. explanation just yeah. to show off this one cool Just idea one they cool have thing. like gun swords seriously like three games about gun swords and i really yeah. liked unfortunately they did spoilers for king's Glade final fantasy which i know y'all are waiting on with bated <laughs> breath so i apologize for giving it away. i just like i just canceled my order for the vanilla version and kept my <laughs> order for the uh, fancy version just in case i don't know it made me want to play that dumb game though it okay. did though because yeah. i really enjoyed the world they built i know it does yeah. i don't know if i can do that to my wife it'd be nice to have a new big rpg to play though that's not just like a west 
Western Fallout. Well, you love Fallout, but like I would be down with another Final Fantasy game. It was weird because I watched uh, Polygon had the first forty five minutes of of it, and I watched a little bit of it because after watching that video movie, I was like, I want to see what the game is like because I fucking hated the demo. I wonder what it actually is. They're totally doing an open worldy, and they're riffing on Bioware a lot. So like the first, I watched like maybe the first five minutes, and so it's the four of them. The car is broken. They're pushing the car down the street, and they're just kind of piffling at each other, and it's so Bioware all over that I'm just like, what is this? See, that sounds interesting, especially if they're kind of if it's their take off of those kinds of RPGs. Yeah, Yeah. most of the reviews I saw of I guess everyone got a chance to play the first like hour or two Uh was it it seemed to be the consensus consensus on Twitter was. Yeah, the demo, whatever you thought of the demo, we've actually played the first hour or two, and it's actually pretty good. The demo was so. just a piece of Granted, shit. Granted, the first hour or two of a Final Fantasy is not necessarily indicative of what you're no, doing for the rest of the not. game. it is But, but um, it would be nice to have a nice, big, new Final Fantasy world to explore, though. These yeah. games can be fun. Yeah. 13 was well, garbage, is, but... Like, you know, it's like, the thing that I liked about fucking Kingsglaive is that I'm like, this world is dumb and makes very little sense, but it was like that classic mashup of sci-fi and magic just yeah. mushed all together that's Final Fantasy all over. I'm like... That sounds kind of nice. Are any cute guys? Uh, cute ladies? Actually, Did you run into Sid? No, not in the movie. There was a cute lady named Crow. This is what I was about to get into. Yeah. They, so they established this Kingslave. The boner meter. Yeah. This uh, Kingslave. And they have one. I was actually really sad when, spoilers, Crow died. Because I'm like, Fully's like, oh, that's upsetting. Meaning that character was great. And I was like, yeah, no, that is upsetting. That's the only other woman that's in this entire thing. Yeah. It's kind of sucks. But uh, I liked I, I suppose the developers have come out and said that the game itself even preempting any kind of complaints about like there's no women in the game is like well mm-hmm. this movie is supposed or this game is supposed to be about the friendship of these four guys sure but not that it explains why there's no other woman in the world except for it's, the sexy it's because it's final mechanic, fantasy but yeah it's, it's, <laughs> i yeah. don't expect a whole lot yeah, well, you were saying yeah uh but uh they literally set up this order of knights of these the king's Glaive boys just so they could be killed to motivate the character <laughs> it is very final fantasy the movie yeah. in which everyone dies but the earth wins and we're supposed to be happy yeah. it was pretty much the same thing we're like <laughs> son of a bitch the only the only thing I object Aww. to is that I really so the premise of the game basically ends with I th- it ends very abruptly because it's all okay the movie now ends abruptly, yeah. yeah the princess character voiced by Lena Headey is going to meet Noctis the protagonist of the video game okay, yeah. and give him this ring of power like that's how it ends but then you're like what about this character that I actually care about that I just watched okay yeah because Nick's in the game or in the movie you I should say. at least a couple of those characters he was a great back character up in the main game. yeah I enjoyed him very much he was the kind of character I'm a sucker for also frankly he was cute and I'm pretty much for I was, as soon as when he took the princess and looked full and I go I ship it she's like of course you do and then 15 minutes later she's like I ship it too and I'm like thank you now yeah not that you want to design a game where you have all kinds of shit that's not explained unless you go back and watch like the two hour CGI movie they they, they released a week uh, a month before the game but it would be nice if uh, some stuff tied into the actual game beyond oh, sure. just like the reason why Lena Headey is going off to give Noctis her ring. I'm curious though because the last time oh, I, I did we were talking about this. The last time I did something like this was when I watched uh, the Dragon Age CGI movie that yeah. came out like you said that was shit, right? Five or six years ago. It wasn't good, but having said that, it was fascinating because it did actually because it came out before um, was it after two? Dragon Age two. Oh, after Dragon Age, and okay. uh, it was like it was. It is very much so a straight up. Not and to say it is prequel is overstatement, but it is straight up setting up the events of Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. So it was interesting to go back and watch, but in a weird way, like because it wasn't the same. Do you writers. think they had? Yeah, the story wasn't quite baked when they made that. And movie. also that too, possibly. Yeah. So it was like weird. And now I'm like, now I'm just thinking. I'm like, well, what if this is like 
that. I know it is not. I know it is apples to yeah. oranges. But I'm like, what if it's like this and then I play this game and it's all like fucking other weird shit. And then they drop the whole sword teleportation thing like immediately. And uh, I'm out of luck. What was their excuse? Because the game was like, the Final Fantasy 13, was it 15 that's coming out? Yes. Yeah. the one? Like they were supposed to come out in what? September? They, they have came not out, followed any of the they news. Said, they, they came out and said their excuse was they could have released it in September, but it required, would have required them to put out a giant patch mm-hmm. uh, on launch day. And they're like, no, we'd rather just finish the game proper. Which and is kind of great. I mean, who knows if that's the actual truth, but like their explanation for it was kind of nice where they're like, yeah, we don't have to have a giant patch. We just want this to work straight out of the box. I, I like that. I mean, there have been a couple of prominent games lately where that's been the, where they've pushed it out blatantly because they're like, we want like two months more polish. And yeah. I feel grateful that we live in the time where that feels like something that they can feel like they can do but on the consumer end it could be really inconvenient though, i'd yeah. rather have a fully baked product two months later than have it no i'm talking about thing. if they push out early and then you have to download oh yeah no that's here. what i'm saying i'm saying yeah. i prefer my brain is moving slowly and it parsed that backwards where you were talking good. about how good i thought you were talking about how great it's that they have the ability to just patch it after it's gone gold. Oh, no, no. No, but it's nice to, like, somebody will just say, hey, well, let's get it to work out of the box. Like, remember when we used to make games <laughs> when we right that? out of the box, you know, the yeah. patch? There's something about, I guess Titanfall 2 comes out this week, mm-hmm. and the head guy at Titanfall 2 was like, guys, I'm sorry to say this, but the, the launch date patch for Titanfall 2 will get ready to clear your hard drives. It's going to be 88 megs. <gasps> oh, oh, megs? Yeah, megs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. Because other games are because I genuinely did think gigs. Like, well, my brain like, was like... Like, Forza Horizon's like 50 gigs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was j- the joke there. I don't know. Did Battlefield 1 have a big patch? I can't even remember. I'm sure it had some kind of patch. Every game has a launch date patch these yeah. days. But Anyway, who fucking I'm cares about the CGI like movie I watched? It made me, okay. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be terribly frank. It made me feel like the the best aspects of Final Fantasy makes me feel like a teenager playing yeah. Final Fantasy again, and like that kind of feeling kind of strums at your heartstrings that way. It made me want to sit and sketch in like a fucking like college line yeah. sketch notebook while I watch this dumb movie about. What? Boys. So, just... <laughs> so you'll pick it up. I, I I went from having zero interest in Final Fantasy to a lot of interest in Final Fantasy, Aww. which I'm sure my wife regrets yeah. deeply. Well, there's not much else coming out this fall, so I mean, I still haven't beaten Forza. I still haven't beaten. Oh, I actually did beat Forza. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, by beat, I did like the you last challenge and credits roll, quote, but there's quote. still I only did like like maybe a third of the content in the game. Um, yeah, I am. I am too. I am too full of games right now. I haven't touched any more Lady Killer in the Bind. I, I in a uh, Bind, I should say. Yeah. I haven't touched any more Mafia. Mafia three. Mafias. Um, though I did. Oh man, I played a little bit of Mafia three, and I met this one character. So it's like your basic um, uh, Grand Theft Auto kind of model. Well, they kind of did a riff on it a little bit where you have uh, these these basically gang bosses and then you have their lieutenants and you do missions for both the gang boss and the lieutenant. And each of their lieutenants have kind of a nice little story to them, too. Okay. And uh, the lieutenant for the Irish mob boss is um, his daughter. And I can't remember her name right now, but uh, it's very clear that you, the character, Lincoln, and she kind of grew up together because they have like a great jovial relationship that I really enjoy. And also, they even though they're very different, they understand each other's perspective. Talking about this character, yeah. And then, like as you finish up her, you show up her missions. Yeah, she's a mechanic, and I'm like, as soon as she shows up, I'm like, (laughs) and then it's like there's she's talking about how her she and her father have a terrible relationship that's very strained, even though she's starting to take over the family business quote unquote and uh at the end of it she says she's like um she 
basically says, I'm gay, or is that okay with you? And he, in Lincoln, is basically like, fuck it, you know, it's like, I've known you forever, I'm like, that doesn't change how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. And it was really nicely handled, and kind of great, and, like, this great, it really perfectly encompassed that moment of coming out to someone that you trust, but still not knowing how that's gonna go, and it was actually really nice that I'm sitting here going, like, I'm so invested in this Irish mob boss's daughter, but unfortunately, I'm sure that was, like, the end of her little narrative, that was, like, the cherry Well, don't you have to usurp her? Because, yeah, like, She's an enemy. She's a lieutenant for an enemy, right? Oh, no, 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 no. She is one of my game Oh, one of your... There okay, is okay, a mechanic okay. in the game where... I saw, yeah, I saw people talking about how like you can have some of your friends take over enemy territory. Yeah, there's a mechanic yeah. in the game where you have these basically three sub-bosses that are working for you. And as you play the game, you dole out territory to each of them. Yeah, that's why some people get upset sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. You, get, you get boosts for allotting territory to them. So yeah. beyond personal attachment that you may have with the characters, there's like strategic reasons to give certain ones categories yeah. uh, you know power but if it gets out of balance exactly they can turn against you to the point where you actually have to go attack their stronghold oh, wow. and okay. destroy that's them that's pretty cool so it's like an interesting I mean it's like Mafia 3 is a pretty buggy game it is buggy in the way that any open world game is destined to be buggy Yeah. and it's really silly but at the end of the day I really love open world games where I can just stealth around and kill like if I have a like a, a enemy location choked with bad guys that I can just slowly whistle and draw one them off one by one and choke them to death. Like that is like my favorite Taking thing in the, fact the world. That just stupid robots. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it makes me feel so good. I've been so stressed at work, and like that's all I want in this world. It's funny because it's not necessarily power fantasy. It's just like a release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like. A, I genuinely like the tone that Mafia 3 has hit. I will say that. Like, and I like it in the writing. But B, at the end of the day, I just fucking love an open world game with West- shitty stealth mechanics. I'm just imagining you in Westworld blowing off steam by like... <laughs> that was a terrible whistle. And just having just a and line of like hookers so- coming in that you're just... Choking? Not hookers. <laughs> James Marsden, yes, <laughs> yep. choking out. Yep. Why are you such a bad cyclops? <laughs> nah, he wasn't that wasn't a bad on him. Yeah. The thing about James Marsden is that I he's actually a good think, whatever the hell he is in that. I West think World he's show. a really great actor. Yeah. I really do. I think he makes the things he's in better for being in yeah. them. I hate him. I don't know why, and I don't even <laughs> dislike you him. Should, well, no wonder you like Westworld. He seems like a lovely person. Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's just because he looks like a Ken doll, and he's so like. What a woman should be attracted to, well, and that's so kind of the what nice I'm thing not with his casting in Westworld because he has the cartoon Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. To what's her faces? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To her Barbie. Schmickle, yeah. schmickle. You said it, Bill. Anything? Anyway, yeah. Fucking what the hell were we talking about? Mafia Video games. Three. Mafia. You're just talking about using Mafia Three as a release. Yeah. You Mafia. Didn't get a to play that much this week. No, not as much as I'd like. My wife <laughs> has actually been playing Battlefield One. Um, fully played the multiplayer demo and really enjoyed it. And also, yeah. she and I are both um, history nerds. And uh, I, so yeah, I was surprised at how much that game was kind of like playing like kind of like a chintzy history channel documentary. It's kind of fascinating. Uh, I was curious to see how they're going to hit this this tone because it's hard to have like war games at the end of the day glorify the act of war, yeah. glorify killing lots of assholes with overpowered weapons, just mowing fuckers down. That's what a shooter is about. So I'm like, how are they going to make a game, an empathetic game about World War One without making that seem cool? Like rah rah, yeah, yeah. go kill, go kill, exactly. Because World War One was not cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was fascinating. Like I, I'm fascinated by the culture around World War One, all the mm-hmm. technological advancements of that time, mm-hmm. and that conflict between old world 
a new world that is so summed up by World War One. I. I think it is a striking moment in history for that alone, even as it is a deeply upsetting issue. Did you pre-order and get the Jack and Daxter skins for your character? That's exclusive to PlayStation, Xbox, you get to play as Master Chief. <sighs> You know what I really like? I really hope the microphones picked up the clock ticking (laughs) as I just stared at you. I just love the idea of Jack and Dax. Like, the people who ordered the $300 super special edition Uh are just, like, ruining everyone else's emergency. I like the idea that you have a bazooka that Daxter just shoots out of. And and he's got two big boxing gloves on. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, No, so the way that... Well, that's a way they could have broken the game by some kind of weird dumb shit. But yeah, yeah, the aesthetics in this game are really nice. It's interesting. Um, we've only really played the single player, and the single player is broken up into, more. into five chunks of missions that are little stories set all over the world. Yeah, I've more. only played the first one. The first one is really striking. Well, and that doesn't even have to be the first one, because yeah. you know, like, so Well, there is the first, there is like the starting mission. There's like a 20 minute tutorial, which yeah. is, that's the thing I heard people talk about before the game came out, where uh, you're just fresh thrown onto the battlefield yeah. without a lot of context. Yeah. And whenever you die, you, you just teleport into a new character. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that new character will be doing something else. Yeah. Like, I think the first character you teleport into is like just an all like like a just a foot soldier. You're yeah. just shooting and shooting. And I actually did well. I lasted like for a good like half hour as that character and finally mm-hmm. got mowed down. Uh but then uh, when I died, it has the name, the character's name and their, the, the day the, they were born, the day they died. It's like yeah. a tombstone. Yeah. And suddenly you're, you just like you just teleport into a new character. Yeah. And now while well, well, I'm driving a tank, and this is how the game teaches you how to like shoot the tank and stuff. It was really interesting the way they did that. Like I thought that was yeah fascinating. And you're it, jumping to, to different like uh, armies too. Yeah. So it's yeah. Not, like they're showing the war from a bunch of different perspectives. Too. I thought it was a striking. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a very effective tutorial. It was. A, it was one of the, my favorite openings into a video game. I think ever. so. Yeah. yeah. And I, and B, I really liked the tone they hit with that. And the music's um, great. The, the, yeah. the presentation. They have a great narrator. Who I am convinced, even though this guy must be dead. I am convinced that the narrator of that game is the guy who uh, who does a little bit of na- opening narration to Steven Spielberg's Empire of the Sun. Oh, yeah. Because it's the same kind of like, granted, it's not difficult to find like a haughty uh, Englishman who goes yeah. like, yes, you must do this. This is yeah. the history of World War One. Yeah. But it sounds exactly so much like the same guy, yeah. I'm convinced. Uh, but... Yeah, that was a great opening of the game. I, I thought that was really but interesting. But once you kind of like do that whole tutorial thing, jumping to different people in different armies, then you are given the opportunity to jump out to the campaign screen where... Uh, was it just called War Stories? I think so. Where yeah. there's like five or six different campaigns, and you can go anywhere. You can play the campaign, like the d- different uh, uh, the war stories in different order, whatever you did. I, the first one I chose was uh, running around uh, France in a tank. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, that's the one it defaults to at the beginning. Sure. But you can choose any of those stories. What's Yeah, what's the second one that you did? Fully, we played them in the, the numerical order they were presented to us, even though we, you could have gone in whatever yeah. order. They're interesting because they're each told... They're each stories told from a person's point of view, but the way they handle that point of view is very different. So, like in the first one, you are you are kind of from a biased perspective of this character, but it's not literally necessarily, as I recall, him saying, "I did this." Yeah. It's very much that you're just kind of in his shoes and in the moment. Yeah. There's another one where it's literally like a dude telling his story to a disembodied audience. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. And then that's there's another true. one where it's a dude huh. telling his story to his granddaughter about what happened. Oh, that's war. interesting, like, yeah. It's like the way they're handling it is, is interesting and it's all very unique. Yeah, because the tank one is straightforward. You're just mm-hmm. playing as the guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's no context for what you're doing or why um, you're doing it. 
Uh, but I thought it was really, it was really striking. And I think it's just really smart because it's a great model for just ge- generating a shit ton of DLC if they want to. Oh, yeah. Because you can just come out with all these little, little war stories. There's not an individual story that you're hanging on to. You just, yeah. you just put more content into the game. Because yeah. it's really the whole, the meta narrative, if there is one, is these are just the small moments of the war and how much they suffered and how much they did and how little it actually impacted the overall flow well, of the war. It's an interesting way to tackle the question is, like how do you tell the story of world war one in a game or mm-hmm. like tell the story of one person yeah and how their life either impacts the war or how the the war impacts their life mm-hmm. their answer is not even to worry about that yep just have a bunch of small character stories yeah. about like if you want to find out more about this war and what the circumstances of exactly yeah. like what this conflict that they're in is you can go ahead they, they yeah. they'll tell you what war it is they'll yeah. give you a general idea like uh, this is austria versus this and this you know you can look it up especially um, they, they 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 know they could just trust the audience just like, yeah you got you got the internet right there. they're basically trying to whet your appetite <laughs> a little bit but, but yeah, giving just, you enough to yeah these little slice of life human stories in the middle yeah. of this conflict yeah and that's a really interesting way to tell that story yeah not even only... tell the story but just tell this just just kind of like bring the that that war to life and like little yeah fix. and none of the characters seem to be based off of real people though so don't expect like an actual history lesson. You're not playing. Uh, yeah, as it's not characters. that respectful. I think it would be really yeah. tricky if they did that. Yeah. You know? So these are just like the unspoken moments and, right. and characters of yeah. the war and stuff. So, the one thing yeah. I kind you're of not, you're not winning the war for anybody. Or something like fully that. brought up that I really I agree with is, uh, and I'm sorry she's not here to to elocute to be elocutious on it. Loquacious is uh, um they're all from the quote-unquote good guys side. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And it's really interesting because World War One well, is one of those... Well, DLC will be. Maybe. The first one is going to be about the Harlem Hellfighters. Yeah. So it's like... You know, it's... World War One is like such an ambiguous war where people were fighting for goals they didn't really understand. There's no reason to tell it from one side's perspective only beyond yeah. just it's easy shorthand to have the Germans be bad. Because it's you not know like I mean? the Nazi-Hitler thing where like, oh, you know might be weird to play as the Nazis. Even no. though it's Germans, even though technically from our perspective they're the bad guys. Yeah. But in World War One, it's more Yeah, more of a clusterfuck. It's, I wonder it's if much, it's just that it's, it's not so as, black and white. I wonder if it's as simple as they don't want to have you in a situation where you're shooting Americans. Well like I mean seriously, you know? Yeah, that's entirely possible. Like you know, that's or a big deal like with they some don't want to shoot the quote unquote good guys, you know? Yeah. Well if you're selling this game in the United States and yeah. in France and yeah. Germany. Well, Germany. Actually, yeah, <laughs> the but... poor Germans are used to this by this exactly, point. Yeah. Um, it's not but... like this is suddenly going to make them sensitive to the depictions of Germans in media. Yeah. The game <laughs> looks good, sounds good, the presentation is really The nice. one thing I find very striking, or jarring, and Foley doesn't, is that in the single player, you have all these lushly rendered cutscenes yeah. that are so incredibly realistic, and then you cut from them into the campaign again, and it's like, whoa, all right, that is just a flat texture of some grass that I'm standing on that is just floating in place. I found that a little jarring, but having said that, all that pre-rendered shit is beautiful. The I thought the characters in the pre-rendered stuff, at least in the first campaign, the, 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 the tank campaign that I played that looked okay. Everyone kind of looks like the same stock person, but just a slightly different so? clip. Just a little bit. There's an asshole in that first tank campaign who's you this Irish. He looks the same as everybody else. Like, I don't think the characters look. Uh, something about the characters all look kind of like so stock. I think you may have face blindness. <laughs> I don't know, I dude. Don't know. <laughs> um, but no, okay. I will voice. I will listen to you. I, I, I think there's a little bit of the cheapness in terms sure. of how the CGI looks, just sure because enough. they had to tell presumably all these different stories using all these different assets. It's one yeah. thing if they were 
uh, just telling the story of one person, sure. one character model they could use throughout the game, sure. with a whole bunch of other characters who yeah. they could also use those character models. The fact that it's, it's essentially it's it's like five or six miniature campaigns. Yeah, I can I, I I can understand why maybe the CGI doesn't look quite as robust as it could if, if if it was all just telling one story. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not saying it looked bad. Oh no, no, no. you're saying where, it looks like you think it looks like but whereas, whereas and... you thought you think the CGI looked great and the actual game kind of looked a little. Eh. I'm more like oh the actual game looked better than I thought and. The CGI looked a little worse than huh, that. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. I, what I mean to say is that it's not to say that the relative um, quality of the CGI or gameplay are whatever. I'm oh, just yeah. saying that I found it dissonant. Well, it's also to that's go the basic from, game thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, it's also like the gauzy like light that's on the pre-rendered shit versus the actual. You go back game. in the game. Oh, I'm just playing it like yeah. 30 they just per didn't video really yeah. care because I think in most games they do a pretty good job of trying to balance the look of yeah. the pre-rendered stuff to the actual world stuff. So it doesn't like jar your face I think off part of the thing is with uh i've only played a couple other dice first person shooters before i played uh i played the shit out of battlefield 1942 i think it was the world yeah. war ii shooter on the xbox 360 mm-hmm. and i played i think a little bit of like battlefield 3 or something uh one of the more recent battlefields and especially compared to call of duty which is what i'm more used to call of duty is famous for being 60 frames per second looking really fast mm-hmm. uh Battlefield always played, always looked more ch- chuggish because it wasn't 60 frames per second, it was 30 frames per second. Also, the characters just move more sluggishly, and it's also, Battlefield's not about, like, uh, just killing people, it's more yeah. about the objectives and stuff, yeah. so the whole nature of the gameplay was even slower. Yeah. Uh, but something about this game, this look, uh, the frame rate, this seems way, way more consistent, just yeah. everything looks nicer. I, it just looks better than than I thought it would be because yeah. because I was so used from my limited experience with other dice games look the, the game the games looking kind of chuggish yeah and I was like no this actually looks you know, performs kind of nicely yeah. I will say this and again we've only played the single player and mm-hmm. it my my guess would be that obviously this game is all about the multiplayer and the single player is kind of bolted on and I'm kind of impressed for the quality of the single player considering that clearly that was not the selling point of Have this you game in the single player no oh, okay we're we're pretty much done but we haven't beaten it yet. Um, is uh, the I feel like speaking of games that need a little more time to cook, I feel like the single player objectives in some cases have, are just not like the level design is just not quite there. Like they're little things. Like Foley was able to uh, in the tank mission. Yeah. Um, you can pick up and uh new tools, right? New new things, new guns and weapons in the environment, right? Yeah. Foley was able to drop. Uh, tool that she uses to repair the tank. And so the game kept prompting her, press R2 to repair tank. That's bad design. That is bad because design. Because you can't beat that. With- we literally had to restart the level what? To, to beat it. And there have been a few other moments like that where we were just able to fundamentally break the level design wow, by playing okay, it. Yeah. And it was just like stuff that seems like should have come up in QA or like like just weird things in, in that regard. That would like that to me is a lot more surprising than any bugs in Mafia Three. Yeah, because Mafia Three is a fucking giant open world game. But the bugs are bugs. It doesn't seem like baked in. Well, and that's like honestly, like a track. Like I steal this car and go to this location after having done that mission and have this weapon, so this thing happens. Like yeah. that breaking seems a lot harder to track versus I was trying to do your second objective in this mission and I couldn't proceed. Yeah, that's an oversight, not a bug. Because a bug exactly. is just like code working differently than you expected. Yeah, to. oversight is like. There's just a basic planning here that you just didn't, for some reason, didn't perceive and anticipate. And, and I can totally see that it's just like that. This this didn't necessarily have the time and yeah. prioritization of everything. Well, that's the other thing. Supposedly, because you know the same team was working on the Star Wars Battle f- 
fronts. Uh-huh. And that wasn't very good, and mm. supposedly they're still working on DLC for that, and so everyone imagined that the Battlefield 1 was going to come in pretty hot. Yeah. It looks actually, it's actually pretty well. Well, and like I said, beyond that, I am impressed with it, and we're having fun with it. Man, but this is the first time stuff is good times, too. We've had to restart a mission because of a bug. We've had <sighs> to do it multiple sucks. times. Which for... is funny because of the tank thing, because uh, you go up to, you find the little weapon caches, uh-huh. and... Uh, I was kind of surprised that's because you can they they there's a prompt for you to pick up. I think you can replace your uh, repair tool. Uh-huh. It's just a big wrench. Yeah. Uh, with like little trip bombs. Uh huh. Yep. And it wouldn't let me pick me pick them up. And I was like, oh, that uh, makes sense. Yep. Foley I was know, able to. Maybe it was a bug. <laughs> Foley did it in some weird other order, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But my thing is, why even put those trip They're bombs in there if you can't use it? Put something else in there that's yeah. not going to replace. You. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. That, see, and that's the sort of thing where it's like that seems like an easily solved level design thing. Did she snipe her way through that? Because they oh, gave a really yeah. nice sniper rifle. Foley wants to go. Actually, wants to go back and see if she can only take out everyone in silence man that's the, the my little limited experience with the the campaign is that they ai is stone stupid too. yes that which is, is a little unfortunate because the whole tenor of the game is like oh yeah. humanity on both sides yep but we're gonna give you the dumbest <laughs> fucking robots to, to, to fight in the campaign <laughs> that's the nice thing about multiplayer because at least you're fighting other living people and yeah stuff, but yeah multiplayer is crazy uh so did you well i guess you fully did play the beta which is fully, multiplayer only yeah fully played one round of multiplayer and really got frustrated Oh, because... you could just get dropped and like, yeah. do you know what mode she was fighting? Or I can't even fucking remember. Oh, because that shit gets chaotic in the yeah. best possible way. Because in a way that'll make you feel like it's real war, but like it's completely unfair. Yeah, yeah. Because people are unlocking better weapons, and you, it's not like yeah, it's yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. And like, if you don't play for a couple days, the rest of the community can level up enough that yep. like you can fall behind. Well, see, that was the thing. Foley's playing it. We were mostly playing the single player, so she play- she jumped in the multiplayer for the first time, like, two days ago. Yeah. And just got her ass handed to her. And the thing that I struggle with with Battlefield is that my Overwatch and, frankly, Dragon Age Inquisition taught me that my attention span for multiplayer match is 15 minutes max. Okay. Max. And if it is more than 15 minutes, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Battlefield and your 30-minute matches? You think that's Show bad. me with a spoon. You don't see operations mode, which can go on for up to two hours. Dear Christ! Operations mode is essentially the conquest mode that was in the beta. Yeah. Uh, where it's multiple rounds of that across multiple maps. And so it's well, at least it's multiple maps. Yeah, so it's trying to reenact the the push and pull of sure. conflict moving across like a continent or something like that. And yeah, that's crazy. God, then you, I'm you know, it's built, 64 I got players, bored all with the you vehicles. saying that sentence. <laughs> oh, I've only played it a couple times because it is a time commitment. Yeah. And uh, the best thing is if you suddenly get really bored, the best thing you do, oh, good, we're losing, so I don't want to play this for another hour and a half. <laughs> uh, but it's... Dear Lord. That operations I mean, that mode sounds is really, cool. It's, it's ambitious just yeah. in scope. Yeah, because it really tries to make it feel like like yeah. you're feeling a giant like playing a giant war and just, yeah yeah because you're pushing and pulling and you lost this round so you can come bring back and you got more troops and you're coming back in and doing that so yeah we're oh it's oh, tanks and you the the game the multiplayer is also fucked up because you will spawn. Right in the middle of someone firing a gun at you. <laughs> Five feet <laughs> Goodbye. away. Goodbye. Or you'll spawn into a space and a tank will like land on top of you because you yeah. just happen to spawn in the path of a tank that was rolling down a hill. And in that way, it kind of feels kind of warish because it's yeah. the, not that, that you're know, spawning in front of a tank is what happens in real world. Sure, world yeah. But something about the chaotic nature. Of yeah, like, just like, the unfairness. Just getting dropped in somewhere. Like you can almost pretend like, oh, maybe I just parach- a par- paratrooped in, which wasn't really a thing in World War One, but. Like, yeah, oh, I just woke up on the battlefield. Kerbank just sniped from across the map. 
And, like, you just wonder how people survive. I mean, this is us just playing a video game yeah, about yeah. this violence. And yeah. this gives you a peek of the real world war one was anything like this. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. This is not cool. Yeah. And that's only 64 people fighting on a battlefield. Yeah. Imagine, like, with you where you got thousands of troops. And just, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, can you imagine being, like, let's just, let's be, let's be Euro, or America-centric. Say, imagine you're a, a farm boy who grew yeah. up in the middle of Podunk, America. Yeah. And you, maybe that train ride into the camp, the training camp, it's the first train you've ever been on in your life, and you fucking wind up on the front with all that noise and Halfway flurry. around the world, yeah. Yeah, like, Jesus, I can't imagine. All this mechanized shit you've never yeah. even, you could barely imagine Dude. is to, like, trying to kill you. One of my favorite things about that, in that tank mission is, uh, in the single player tank mission is, so you're in Big Best, and it's, Big Best. it's, uh, <laughs> it's going, heading into No Man's Land. For as much as your commander talks about how Big Best will let, never let you down big best best lets you down constantly yeah anyway yeah uh fucking when she needs to cross the trenches she just rolls over the trench that's one of the first things you see and then she needs to shoot it from inside the trench and it's like so overwhelming seriously just at least the first time where you're like digging the part of the trench and you're like wow (laughs) you're like i guess that was cool (laughs) yeah i think they just do a really good job of capturing that that feeling that nightmarishness Annie? Yes, Bill. You have to play War Pigeons. I only played two rounds, two matches. It's essentially capture the flag, except uh-huh. the flag is a pigeon. Oh my god! Do you play as the pigeon? <laughs> There's something, I guess maybe it's in the campaign, but I saw preview coverage. Oh, have you not gotten that? That's in the tank mission. Oh, is that the tank? There's a part of the tank mission where you control the pigeon. I must have done that and forgot about that. But in the War Pigeons mode, everyone's fighting over the pigeon. Uh-huh. And it's great because the announcer's like, the enemy has the pigeon. <laughs> Your, your teammate has the pigeon. Go get the pigeon. <laughs> and you hear the word pigeon yelled at you so many times in just like a 10 minute match. Pigeon is also a really weird it's word. Just, they've got the pigeon. Get the pigeon. Oh, that's good. Because the idea, because everyone's fighting over a pigeon to send uh, instructions back to their home base so they can fire artillery on you and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, fucking, I don't know if they planned for you to hear the word pigeon that's spoken as often <laughs> in like a 10 minute scope as, as you do. but There'll be DLC or just grab the pigeon. Yeah. Just get that street rat. I'm really kind of curious to see what the DLC Sky for this is going to be. Sky yeah. rat, yeah. Because you could do a lot of crazy stuff. Well, yeah, like I said, that campaign mode is, is, excuse me, the single player mode is rife for just plunking yeah. and random I find stories. it's actually a nice antidote to battle, not battle, uh, Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Not, I shouldn't say antidote, but like Overwatch is such a stripped down, yeah. well, well-toned, well yeah put together a little simple machine. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Battlefield's this huge sprawling fucking mess where like you have bugs where things don't work, but it's yeah. just so much more chaotic and yeah. kind of vicious because yeah. Overwatch has all these little comforts in the, built in to make you, oh, yeah. no matter how good or bad you're doing, exactly. always, kind of, always yeah. positive reinforcement. Yeah. Battlefield's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> feel bad and get your ass whooped in a way that'll yep. make you kind of go, oh yeah, war is bullshit. Let's <laughs> yep. But in a yep. good way, yeah. It's yeah. not badly put together. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a fascinating game. I don't regret buying it. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I might cancel my pre-order for at least Titanfall 2, which mm-hmm. comes out this week because that I played the demo for that. It didn't mm-hmm. seem interesting. 
I'll just keep on if I'm gonna play multi Overwatch and Battlefield is to take me out to the end of the year. I don't Man, even know if I'll pick up the new Call of Duty. So Bill Bill we're probably gonna take Bill's old television and I have to say we may have to get a second PS4 just so that I can play Overwatch while my wife plays Battlefield because in the time it takes her to play one Battlefield camp like yeah, multiplayer. You can play session, like your days I have Overwatch. exactly I've gotten in and out of Overwatch and I'm done. I'm calling it good. Technically I'm gonna have three TVs now because I have the forty inch out in the main room. Uh-huh. I'm gonna have the thirty two inch that I'm gonna be disconnecting. I'm gonna uh-huh. have my brand new 49 inch, <laughs> which is still not that big. Man, fully, we cannot let fully see your 4K television. She wants With so any luck, if we record downstairs badly. next week, you'll be able to. Hopefully, I can find some kind of HD or 4K content that I could show you guys. Oh, well, that's the thing they also announced there's going to be like a PS4 pa- Pro patch, a 4K patch for Battlefield. There's going to be one for not The Witcher, when does but the, something else. When does the uh, for, when does PlayStation Pro come out? I think it's like November 10th. Mm-hmm. It's less than a month away. And I need to cancel that shit. I can't afford it anymore. Well, you guys can always come over to my place, check it out, see if it's worth actually, you know, between that and the actual TV. Well, Foley's decide. logic is your logic. We shouldn't do it unless we get a new TV. Blue, blue. Like, yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny blue, how blue, we just blue, talked blue, ourselves blue, blue, into blue. having new television. So. Yeah, it's one of those things where I was almost kind of like, should I just lie and tell everyone my TV broke to justify getting a new TV? No, you uh, want to get rid of your old television because we really want to have a bad television in our bedroom. Also, you know what? This is the first time in my life I've ever upgraded to a new TV without the old TV having just broken. Without being so it was like an emergency. Twilight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, this is the first time where I haven't had to buy a TV in a blind panic, which I still kind of bought the TV in a blind panic because yep. I was like, I want to be uh, spending money makes me feel better about things in the world. <laughs> Boy, yeah. howdy, I understand god. that, man. Yeah, I, bought- I got a Samsung. 49 sk 8000 which the, the internet seems to agree is it's like low lag uh-huh. blah 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 we'll see i mm-hmm. probably bought something wrong <laughs> it's not and curved that's the thing with tech because like you, you you get into new tech and you're like I'll learn all this language and you learn just enough to know you have no idea what the fuck you're doing well, that's the thing with the, i mentioned this a couple weeks ago when i first started research on 4k tvs that there's two competing uh formats yeah. there's uh, there's you you don't you want you don't want to get the eight bit TVs you want to get the ten bit TVs those are the newer ten bit TVs are only coming out this year but if you buy anything from twenty fifteen or earlier that's eight bit you don't want that it's just a TV <laughs> what the fuck you want to get yeah HD make sure it has HDR because I guess there's right. some four K TVs that don't have the HDR mm. you, yeah you want to get uh, the, the the format wars between Dolby and like HDR ten mm-hmm. and HDR ten is what Sony's throwing its weight behind so that mm-hmm. they're, they're, so that's why they're specifically saying get the Samsung a, a, the HDR ten series it's all this fucking oh my god dear it's lord fucking TV is a I big, know how big <laughs> is exactly. it how big and how cheap Fully, is it I just I always flick fully shit because I remember so vividly when we bought our first television I was gonna get we were torn between a twenty eight inch and a thirty two inch yeah, the same price about this. and fully was like thirty two inch is too big and now she's like. We need a 62-inch 4K <laughs> television, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure we do, sweetheart. God. Need I, is totally the I word. I think my TV will fit in the space where I have it. <laughs> I'll have to find out, yeah. Oh, my God. You'll find out shortly. Well, uh, if I... not, I know someone will take it off your hands. So, Westworld, what'd you think? Westworld, okay. So go we, back to Westworld. James did Washington. we talk about Westworld last week at all? I, no, we did because I like I, I found someone had photoshopped Westworld with uh, the Red Dead. Oh, oh that's right. The Red Dead teaser, too. Fucking Red Dead Redemption. What do you think about... 
Man, speaking of multiplayer, fucking Red Dead Redemption multiplayer was one of the first multiplayers that I really got. Did they say anything about multiplayer? Though? Yeah, they did. No, the trailer okay. was implied that that was like partially multiplayer. They don't play. All they showed was a couple characters. Well, when you look, let me put it this way: when you read the marketing materials <laughs> that read, accompany, when you read into that trailer, trailer uh, well, no, like when you literally read the description below the YouTube video, that two sentences, yeah. their whole thing is that it's going to be as much of a multiplayer component as it is a single player. Huh. Much like I'm sure Grand Theft Auto Five was. Well, Grand Theft Auto Online had the online mode that you can go into, yeah. but everyone I know ignored it because the fuck wants to just go online and get run over by Whereas, fucking twelve year olds. All, what I really wanted was to, like, honestly, my my ideal Red Dead would be being able to play it with a friend. You know, well, like, I mean, if it's gonna have that much, that makes more sense of why it's the seven characters and like yeah. the logo. That would be your online posse. Mm-hmm. Fuck having women characters. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to get in the way. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was really, I mean, you could say, you could argue that you don't have too many women in posses back in the day, but it was still kind of a bummer. It's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, like, I love whenever people play the realism card. Because <laughs> I'm like, really? You're really concerned about realism in Red Dead Redemption? You're going out and hunting flowers for some <laughs> dude's magic potions. It's so funny how realism it's... only becomes a thing when you're talking about race or yeah. women. That's uh, ain't that um, interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out more details in the next couple months. But it looked they beautiful. said fall next year. So. It looked fucking gorgeous. It better look gorgeous. I mean, that's half the reason why Red Dead was so good. It was just so goddamn beautiful. Yeah, I mean, in that I game, those people I liked Red Dead, but I don't think it was like so many people seem to agree it was like at least one of the top three games of the last generation. I liked it. I don't think it was that good. I liked it that much. I like even Bonnie, with all I like my issues Marson, but... about around it. It was again to go back to fucking Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy was best as a mood sort mm-hmm, of thing. Yeah. And the mood that I got from Red Dead was fucking perfect. Just that kind of desolate loneliness. The wor- it's one of those things though where the world is eight times bigger in my mind than it was is when I get exactly, back to play the yeah. game. But um, that fucking isolation and the music and the sound design and everything. So what's the story going to be? So good. It can't be a sequel because yeah. I mean, what's it going to take place in the like 19, Red 1930s? Red Dead Redemption so firmly closed the book on... That's the disappointing thing. It's called Red Dead Redemption 2, too. That's the other thing which suggests it's either a sequel or everyone seems to agree it's got to be at least some kind of prequel. I wish they had just gone with the Red Dead R thing, because you know Red Dead well, Revolver was the first really game. Disappointed that like, and that's well, that was just suggest that this is still tied into the Marston story somehow, whether it's a prequel or a sequel. But then what do you do? On the other it's hand, you could make the argument. Just, Grand Theft Auto is always just Grand Theft Auto with a new number bolted on Unless it. Red Dead Redemption is just the name of the series from now yeah. on, no matter what. Yeah. They had a nice thing going with Red Dead, I know. you know. But they didn't make Red Dead Revolver, to be fair. They just published it. Yeah, that's true. So, so it's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's easier just to put a number on it. So yeah. You, like, after, if they make, like, ten more games, you're not going exactly. to... Exactly. Okay. Well, what's your... Okay, Red Dead... Red Dead... Uh, Red Dead Revelation Revenger. was this. Yeah, exactly. Red Dead... Uh, yeah. Retakuization. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Red Dead but Restitution. I don't want a series... I don't want a game that's just about, like, the... The, the James... What? John Marston's... We got James Marston and John Marston. Yep. Confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> John Marston's gang. I don't want to... Because John Marston's story is over. It is. I don't yeah. want to go back nope. and see But anything. technically, technically, again, Red Dead Revolver was about 
like wasn't that about immersed in too? Oh, I did. I played. I have to go back. I played Red Dead Revolver. I rented I heard it, about it from Blockbuster. <laughs> That's the era that. we're talking about. Uh, so we'll, we'll find out more. Stuff. I feel like it, I mean it wasn't a direct sequel, but it was kind of like a. Um, um, and not that that fucking has anything to do with how they'll handle the next I want one. It to be about Bonnie. I would love, man. It. It's Claire Hubble dressed as Bonnie. The perfect thing would have it be a a female led Rockstar game would be really impressive if they could handle it that's what but i'm the saying fact that it is those fucking be careful housers, what you wish for that's um, the best thing that could happen would be the housers would get hit by a truck yeah and someone else would be put in charge of those games just because yeah. it's so always so fucking regret that's one of the things that still taints me about red dead uh red was what, what, what was it called now red dead revolution red dead redemption red dead redemption like red dead the Revolver? fucking corny ass shit that you had to do between like it was yeah. fun to go hang out with bonnie everything else is just like fucking Here's a big farting fat man. You have to go. Yeah. You know, this is the fucking houses are so fucking. It's so sausage party. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like Seriously. fucking man. Like and yeah, it's like it's like it's like this it beautiful... tainted that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is that they're convinced that that's part of their formula. That that's part of what makes it work. Yeah. And without it, like without that special. Hauser douche, just like shit, right on top of well, your, nice your ice cream. Like, aside from the GTA formula working better when you have these wide open spaces and stuff, yeah. and it's not necessarily so much about like stealing cars and running away from the cops, but also that also led like it was there was less of that sense of humor because you weren't like just walking past all these signs with like like fucking sex jokes and shit like that. Yeah. Like whereas just it like you could actually get out in the open and it was, you could just take the world at face value yeah. it wasn't like some kind of big parody yeah. shitty mad magazine parody of the world it playing was... playing mafia 3 i still struggle when i hear a voice on the radio and i'm like when's the joke yeah between grand theft auto and, and saints row i'm just like when's is this a joke oh no this is foreshadowing for a character i'm gonna encounter later okay all right fine <laughs> you know it's like it's just strange yeah i love jokes i love dumb jokes man Everyone knows that, but like when you even Bill Mudrin's tired of your shit, you know shit's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, love that South Park humor. Uh, so yeah, what do you think of the West World? We were talking about. Oh yeah, so the actual thing we week? started talking about it. Uh, let's see, I'm now up to the modern, the most modern, the most recent episodes. episode of. Uh, there'll be another one this evening. Well, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I really am enjoying Westworld. I'm yeah. really surprised by how much I'm enjoying it. What happened I, this week? I went into it expecting to be like, eh, you know, like with very little expectation. I'm really enjoying it. A, in the way they're kind of tweaking the original, because I I have not seen all the bajillion Westworld spinoffs. I've only seen, I haven't seen Future World or Beyond Which is why Westworld they stopped making them after a while, because I only, only ever cared about they that first movie. They never did Rome World or, or Medieval World. That's sad. Yeah. But anyway, uh, fucking, uh, I Who really... Who wants to go back to Roman times and poop in a bucket? Well, I guess you kind of. It's Bill. It's all less. about Bill. It's literally ancient Rome is all about gross gladiatorial combat, eating until you want to barf, and then just getting laid. That's all that West is. Westworld. Ideally, they ha- must have modern toilets that the robots don't pay attention to, <laughs> and like you can also have like sushi yeah. order to your table at like. Well, that's what I love. At there's the gambling a, den. There's that one joke in like one of the first not jokes, but things in one of the first couple episodes where um like it's a family and their little boy. Yeah. Can you imagine taking a kid to an authentic? wild west town where it's like i gotta go to the bathroom honey just squat behind a bush i don't want to use a bush yeah i, I mean aside from the fact probably not too many women want to re- recreate like an authentic western experience because mm-hmm. like oh we don't have tap ponds we have like here get a, here's some hay <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. At some point, I, you're going to have know, to break that veneer. I don't know if we talked about this last week, and I apologize if I'm repeating myself. Yeah, My favorite motif on Westworld is that all you can tell all the guests right away because they're dressed like assholes. Yeah. Like, they're just not... Like, they're the te- asshole tourists. The clothes aren't quite right, and they're dressed dumb. Like, there was one... When we see uh, James Marsden go out on hunt with a bounty hunter who's a lady... Yeah. Who's a lady player, you can totally tell she's like... Because she's, like, she's not wearing a shirt. She's just wearing a cool vest and cool pants. And it's not extreme. Like, honestly, they could have dialed it up because whenever people make their player character, it's always dumb. You want to look cool or you're making a joke out of it. And they don't quite lean into it as much as they could. But it's just like this great subtle thing where it's like, who's that asshole? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to have any sort of other visual explaining who's a, quote, real, like who's a host versus a guest. Yeah. It's like, who looks like they're at like a novelty, like sepia print photo gallery, (laughs) you know? It's yeah. just like a nice, a nice. I did detail. like they already introduced like a like a lady guest, uh-huh. which I didn't expect because you really would think not too many women are really, really going crazy with the idea, unless you're super cool and like the idea of just going out and being a bounty hunter. You think like that. that most women are cool, so they wouldn't want to go to Westworld? I'm just saying, but like, especially if they have other parks, they're probably more interesting ideas other than Westworld. I mean, even me, West. I mean, I would go there just to see what the park looks like, to see yeah. how they build, kind of like going yeah. to Disneyland, where like. Like, even if you're not into Disney stuff, just the sheer sure. scope of what they've built is kind of interesting. From an anthropological point of view. Yeah. At the same time, I don't like the West enough to, like, really want to, you know, spend $40,000 a day Man, just to... I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I do. If, if tomorrow I got a postcard saying, Annie, 40 grand, you're in, I'd be like, sorry, Foley, put what the house on the market. What would you like? What, like, what, what would you like? Would you be like a, like a, like a cow rustler? Foley and I were talking about this. What would be our Westworld persona? That's what I'm saying, because I'm surprised. I'm Foley sure and I about really this. talked about this last week and yeah. she was like she was like of course i'd be a vigilante like foley was like really she she'd was be, like she'd go black hat no 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 she'd be white hat she'd be like uh, oh vigilante okay, vigil- yeah, like yeah. for for justice yeah. like she would totally go and put down bad guys because that's her brain like that's totally her and i'm like i would be a widow woman with a mysterious past who's come out to the west being chased by some unknown thing from her past. Selassie. She's kind of the sadder but wiser girl and like something is happening and like she seems like a certain way but she actually is a different way like very enigmatic. So you'd be story. like a lady like in skirts and stuff like that. You wouldn't yeah. suddenly be because no. well, presumably you'd like program yourself to be whatever you want to be. But she'd be like to, pra- to the practical robots. not like yeah. beautiful or anything but just like practical like uh, like So you want to be Evan Rachel Wood wants- presumably later on in the series. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I really find interesting about... So, spoilers for Westworld. What I like about it is that, you know, in the original sh- movie, it was... Uh, Yule Brenner was this... Um, in in the world of the game, in the world of Westworld, he was this black hat bad guy. And he goes bad, and he basically rampages, and is beyond control, and is actually trying to kill the guests. Yeah. And they have this... this That character, visually, in the form of Ed Harris. But Ed Harris is implied is... Is, is a user of some sort, and yeah. he's trying to find some mystery in the world. And the implication is the robot that's going to go bad is Evan Rachel Wood. Is is like this really bad? Like yeah. yeah, and it's like it's such a great, uh, not and quote and again quote unquote bad. It's really that she's probably going to gain some degree she's, of sentience, sentience realize what's up. being done yeah. for her to her, and fucking gets over it. Because what I really like about this, and this is something that can fuck up so easily. So I hate to even 
can say that's why I'm trying not to get too invested because I know what, what my ideal would be for what basically she is like they talked one of the showrunners is talking about how they got a little inspiration from the Bioware games because it's like or or like actual like I saw that quote my next question was be what would your uh, Mass Effect Westworld be see but that's a whole other thing I know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the whole idea of these characters who will have these relationships unless you inter- interject yeah and become the love interest and then you just have to kind of do things to attain their love and then you win quote unquote their love yeah and literally the whole point of her character is to be a a a, a, a romance trophy like that is what she's there for she either has that arc with james marsden or she has it with a with a guest and not uh, even a romance trophy but another word that is not a, but, that's that's a big revelation well, the, the third episode well you find people out. can be whatever like i'm sure if what's his butt white hat continued on the arc with her he could have like an actual romance with her that, the third episode is really insinuated that like for whatever reason mm-hmm. uh silence of the lambs has pretty much condemned her to be a rape victim yeah yeah, but not it, just not, if if you if the character trophy if the if a game if a host character does not intercede a guest yeah. character does not intercede yeah well, and it's like but literally to have this character either be a victim or a trophy like that is the extent of her possibility yeah and the idea of a character who is in, shoved into that sort of situation gains sentience goes fuck you fuck this I'm out yeah spoilers if you've seen any of the trailers for like the season they show her she looks like she's fucking well they've already shit up they've already shown some of that stuff in the show and it's not actually there's her. a couple things where she's on a horse though and she's yeah. like shooting at other yeah well there's this on. thing where she has a gun and you're like and she's doing such a fucking amazing job in her performance because she really like you can see like there's something deeper some deeper understanding some deeper processing that's happening even as she's just re and re and re and enacting this role it's well even in the quiet scenes where she's talking to what's his face yeah. Felix leader yeah where she like they're having their private conversations yeah. and she's in robot mode where she's doing her thing but just like yeah there's a little bit of something going on yeah it's just, just so impressive I love she says no <laughs> like no she, instead of saying no she says no it's that fucking cracks me up. man that that show has the ability to break my heart very easily but i'm really surprised how much i'm invested dad in it already replaced. i know her with a crummier crabbier her, her dad. hot dad got replaced yeah. i'm so sad um, um but it got me fucking to get an hbo now subscription i'm now oh, a paying yeah. person so uh well we well got the cc well yeah so they keep on talking about uh there's a little uh, insinuation that uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Silence of the Lambs are not friends. I thought they were going to do the old trope of that, like, oh, she's Who just a Silence rogue. of the Lambs? The Silence of the Lambs! Uh, Anthony Hopkins! Oh, okay, sure. Yeah! I kept thinking Clarice isn't in this Wait, show. Wait, was, that, was that from a trailer where she's like... Oh, are we old friends? And he's like, I wouldn't say friends. And you're like, and I thought they were gonna do the tired old trope of like, yeah, he had a daughter, and so he, because you know she's supposed to be the oldest robot in the park, so yeah. he's presumably she's presumably the first robot that he built, yeah. And like, I thought it was like, oh god, he's gonna find out. Like, turn out he had a daughter that looked just like her, and he'd like. No, it turns out, like, for some reason, he's, like, she's his enemy somehow. Yeah. But then you find out in the most recent episode, there was another partner that worked with him in the yeah. park, and may- maybe she was the that dude's creation or the something. The Yeah, and that guy was all into robot sentience and shit like that. What a and- twist. Yeah. Fucking Westworld. So, there's a gross thing I'm waiting that- for it to go off the rails. Oh, it's, this yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, but what a promising start and premise. There's a bit in the... Uh, 
uh, one of the first or second episodes where one of the robots goes bad and starts being is defective. Is that the milk guy? Yeah, the milk guy. Yeah. And he drinks this milk and like there's this whole thing with milk and he's pouring milk into another dead robot's mouth and stuff and it's really gross. If you played Grand Theft Auto Five, you'd see that's Trevor, one of the playable heroes. No, I, I know I did play Grand Theft Auto Five and I did recognize that it was yeah. Trevor. Thank you, Bill. But um, the it's was it's really gross because you see like blood, like milk pouring out of it. Yeah, his... he's drinking the milk and it's coming out. It's like a cartoon. Yeah, and, uh, out the bullet so holes in his body. There are a couple people who I was talking to were like that I can't do this show anymore and the milk stuff the milk stuff's too really? weird but I was watching it and I was thinking um, I mean milk is kind of a weird thing to interact with well, in general well it's a semen kind of thing it's, it's there's a connotation just a bit Sure. Okay. Anyway, what? Um. So, but what I was like thinking was about is, um, I was watching. And I'm like, oh, they're totally evoking something. I'm like, what is it? What? Is, and I'm like, what? I'm trying to think. I'm like, what is the media with robots that bleed, quote unquote, opaque white fluid? And then someone oh, yeah, had to go, no, that's like alien. It's totally like an alien aliens riff, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, basically, I, I gave oh. Twitter an opportunity this morning for all to say alien, alien, and me <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It's good. But yeah, Westworld. It's just I'm enjoying it. I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying I, it. I, I love the character stuff. The whole meta. I mentioned this last week. The whole meta mystery stuff. Like whatever fucking uh, the abyss is going after. Fucking Ed Harris. I don't give a shit about unless the maze. And, I'm, like, all I'm, these lost type meta fucking mystery shit. I just don't care about. Unless I just kind of accept that, that as have. part of the costume business. Yeah, and even the mystery of, of who's the other guy. Because I don't even everybody. care as much as I do care the aspects of the world building that they're doing in the costuming is so good. Man, when he, uh, I think it was in the very first episode. One of my favorite things in the show so far is one, the one or two times they show like an older robot. Uh, when you first introduced to Anthony Hopkins proper, he's drinking yeah. with an old Buffalo Bill Cody kind of robot. Yeah. And the way that, like, they do it, you must have used CGI, CGI, because it's not an actual actor, but they CGI'd him up enough that he's doing this great, like, seed, like robot motion. Well, that stuff. could all just be acting, like, motion acting. There's some like, stillness and stuff sure. in there where it's just I like, believe it's a both. It's yeah. a combination of both. Like, maybe speeding up, slowing down, and, and actual acting. Well, a fucking Evan, Evan Rachel Wood has huge buck teeth that they've had to edit out every scene, which, enough that she talks like this. Mm-hmm. How's it doing? It's amazing what technology can do today, Bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, no, fucking, yeah, but, yeah, I like the detail that his costume wasn't that great either, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. Like, because there's, like, like I said, I love, I kind of wish that there was just like a good analysis of the costuming in this show because the the guests dress like assholes like the the materials aren't quite right and like the the patterns aren't quite right it's more like a character whereas the characters of the world they all their clothes are all worn the right well, way they've actually been the wearing right those clothes quality were, like even and, even the 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 the, the, the guests are they just they're just pulling clothes off the rack. I, I'm not even talking about, like, but degree I know, of you, wear. I'm talking about, you're like, talking about the design, yeah. material and, like, the weight of it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like because when you can only buy one shirt well, a year. The guy who interrupts the big gunfight in the first episode, the paint of black gunfight, he's a fucking kind of dressed like a circus clown, practically. But, you know, like, the details are there, and it's interesting. Yeah. But uh, but then I like that in the quote-unquote real world, like, usually when you do sci-fi, fuck, I feel like I am repeating things I said already. I can't fucking remember. Oh, cool. But, like, where it's, like, it's not, like, synthetic material or anything it's like it's all like um very natural organic materials like wools and stuff and knits that are um that feel ha- like they have weight and quality to them and it's just mm-hmm. all in the tailoring that makes it look futuristic so impressive i really am impressed by the costume design in westworld i can't get over it it's my i think it may be my favorite part of the show saying it should be called vest world and with that uh, Bill, do we have anything else to talk about before we end this? Uh, thing? What would your Mass Effect uh, Westworld Park be like? Just wander around the Citadel. Day yeah. in the Citadel. 
And all the various things you can do in the Citadel. Imagine all the robot Garrus uh, Varkarians that have to build. Like you'd have to have just because it wears apart from friction. Uh, The Good Place, man, fucking The Good Place. I'm I'm so impressed by it. it Really. So what the show? I'm disappointed because they it no longer says Fremulon at the end. It says fr- there's a Fremulon at the end of the episode title. But it's card. no longer Ron Swanson saying, saying, saying Fremulon. That's why I was like, what the fuck am I watching this for? <laughs> then if I don't have Ron Swanson saying Fremulon at the end of every episode, no fucking good. The good place continues to surprise me. Like I said, it's hard to get into because it's so weirdly high concept, and you just don't fucking see American television that's yeah, that it's weird. Only six high episodes in, and it's already kind of well, know. yeah. And they, it's split up into chapters, quote unquote. And what I'm really impressed with like a ch- an episode sometimes will end like literally at the moment the last episode yeah and the next episode yeah. starts like it's Perfect really binge watching because yeah and, oh yeah it's kind of designed for binge binge watching uh generation but also yeah like bill alluded to it just they fucking concluded like something that you'd think they'd be chewing on all season you think that would at least be like the crux of the show for the most of its run is yeah. the idea that like uh, fucking Frozen is stuck in heaven where she shouldn't be, yeah. but then... But I also like how they've been... One of the premises of the show is that you don't know what this is. This is quote-unquote heaven, but there are all these fucked-up rules. Yeah. Like, the only way in or out is through this one robot, question mark, who, spoilers, <laughs> is murdered at the end of the last episode. And, like, without it, like, the aim, the architect, who thinks that he should be punished by leaving can't leave but then the architect is like oh yeah no i'm gonna retire but that means that i will literally be punished in the most terrible way manageable for the rest of a terrible terrible place and it's just like yeah you're like what the hell is happening like i mentioned this before the michael sure the creator he's talking about he has at least a plan for a couple seasons of this show so there's obviously a long a long game here but But it's interesting you'll see how this thing evolves you'll forgive the weird mystery of the good place and not the weird mystery of westworld yeah well i this could be entirely like Oh my god, what is that smoke monster? Kind of like that's your first question lost, and like three yeah. years later, 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 you're like, oh man, that's the, the least, the least of, the of my sh- concern. Yeah, there's crazy. You don't even scratch the surface how fucking but bonkers the shit gets. I just, what I yeah. really like about The Good Place, and to a lesser degree, that was one of the biggest appeals of Parks and Rec, is that literally the premise is that these are all really good people yeah. who, who like are very supportive and kind, and like, even if they aren't necessarily on the surface what you would think of as the best of the best of humanity, they're all really good people. Like, Tahani, is from wealth and all this stuff and she talks about how all she does is throw parties and like that's her point of pride you wouldn't think that that would be someone who goes to heaven but on the other hand she's also a genuinely really good person and her her impulses are usually selfish selfless in doing this stuff i kind of wonder if the reaction to the first season of parks recreation which you know created by michael shore too had any influence on the creation of this because everyone's complained about uh leslie nope at the beginning of parks recreation aside from the fact that she was a what's a clone of what's his face from the office was that she was kind of mean and kind of like mean-spirited and the the character that frozen is playing in this that's the whole point of her character is god that she's, she's an so asshole. good i love that the sketch they have to define her as evil in the very first episode is a guy who's basically like, hey do you want to save the earth since i'm a petition he's like would you like to eat my farts <laughs> and then she tr- she litters in front of him and that's like so perfect to sketch it's so it's such a vanilla like cartoony idea of what an asshole is <laughs> yeah. like it's kind of pleasant to watch but it's almost like you almost want to be that person not like a exactly. real asshole who deserves to die but like wow that's the worst assholes could be we could actually get along as a society but yeah um speaking of getting along as a society i'm gonna change the subject briefly Foley and i watched snl last night or, or today because uh i'm curious snl during an election season especially fucking this election you're gonna talk season. about david s pumpkins <laughs> no the internet is losing their shit about it because i love it it's a terrible sketch it's a terrible sketch 
I watched it and I was like, I can see from an ironic perspective. Well, okay, why here's the thing. I just off. I just hopped on Twitter. I'm like, David has pumpkins. Why is everybody freaking out about David has pumpkins? And then I started watching SNL. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be on. And then it, then when that sketch showed up, it's like, really? Yeah. My favorite sketch from last night when Tom Hanks hosted was actually one that was Black Jeopardy, where randomly it's like it's Leslie Jones and I apologize, I can't remember her name another one of the African American cast members. And oh, then it's, so, it's nice that there's multiple, so you can actually lose track. Then yeah. it's Tom Hanks as a redneck, like he's in his Trump hat and his shitty mustache and everything. And yeah. uh, it's so great because it's like it's literally stuff like uh, where it's like all the qu- they're like, are you sure you're supposed to be here and like all this? But it's kind of great because it's about like um, it, it, it's a great way to talk about racism and also the things that kind of bind us, even as these very crucial things divide us. Yeah, it's a really funny, really funny sketch. Fucking why did I bring that up? I can't remember. You're we're talking, talking about, about the good. You're place. Talking, we we're talking about good people, assholes getting along, society. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, fucking the good place. That of all good. Of, of all the worst assholes were just as bad as uh, fucking frozen. But it makes you wonder what if the what if the what is the long game of this? Like we know at least because it's obviously this. Yeah, is this actually heaven or what? Well, like what we know the- that two characters that we've met genuinely should be here because quote unquote should because they're genuinely good people. Tahani and um, oh, I can't remember the name of her love interest. Lo- her excuse me, the, her soulmate. John, you. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I can't remember any of the characters' names. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, Veronica Mars's soulmate, oh, the ethics uh, professor. Chidi. Yeah, Chidi. Yeah. Chidi seems like a really genuinely good guy. Tahani seems like a genuinely good person. I've already laid in track for the idea that they're 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 the actual soulmate. But I wonder but, yeah. if. But I wonder if those are the they, those two are actually the only good people in the good place, and everyone else is. Are you supposed to show up next week as a special guest star for a week or two? No. That everyone's already wondering if maybe that's going to be a fucking else's uh, love interest. No. Uh, somebody from Parks and Recreation is going to be. Showing who adam scott oh really yeah oh, adam scott i really want him to be a ringer from whatever a pie is well Just hopefully like, i would want him to be another accidental asshole because imagine yeah. like yeah yeah i mean he could yeah, yeah but yeah. anyway so what bill and i are skirting around is that yeah so the premise of the show is that she's a bad person who's in the good place and at the end of the last episode she fucking confessed that she was the problem that she's not supposed to be here yeah although they get started the next episode it turns out like fucking michael's not paying attention or like he's got his fingers in his ears yeah. something happened where like, yeah but, yeah. but that show surprises me. It really surprises me how much I Six enjoy it. Six episodes in, it's been pretty good to keep, but it does feel like a BBC miniseries exactly. that there should be the finale of. It's yeah. so weird. It's being so so weirdly conclusive. And again, it's just so fucking high concept. I hope it's doing well. I haven't paid attention to see if it's doing any good in the ratings, but it's fucking Ted Danson. It's fucking Veronica Mars. And yeah. She's doing pretty well. I can't get over how funny Tahani is. Like, yeah. she is genuinely one of the funniest characters. And it's got my, my boner dies down enough. It's no longer deafening. I could actually pay attention <laughs> to what the words are coming out of her mouth whenever it's she's just like screen. her performance her delivery is just so good god she's yeah. so funny and it's just such a good balance of characters that so cast far. can really expand too because like yeah. you could just keep on coming up with other random assholes or living in that community yeah but yeah or like whenever they show other the good the bad place or oh god yeah it's no, so high concept though because it it's hard anywhere. it's hard for me to like endorse because it's so weird i feel like you have to explain so much just like no 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 just trust me if you can just accept that it's in heaven question mark I guess so, yeah. if you just roll with it it's good but that's so weird. I can't get over how weird concept that is. Seven episodes later, I'm yeah. still like, what? This is so weird. God damn. The fucking good place. I think that's it for me. Everybody, we're gonna take a little break. Oh, wait, no, fuck. Real Cowboy quick. Bebop? Yeah, so after we watched Kingsglaive, and I really liked the fight scenes, and it made me want to watch some more anime bullshit, so I fired up the first two episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Have you Bebop. never seen that before? Yes, I have seen Cowboy Bebop, but okay. I don't think I've seen it since high school. Yeah. Like, maybe I college. Well, I've got it in high definition on streaming, so oh, okay. I'm, I'm fine. But, yeah, fine. Bill, here's my bold statement. Are you ready for this? 
Cowboy Bebop, good. Not too bad. <laughs> but what I realized is that Foley has only seen the movie. She's actually never seen the show. I know, I've never seen the movie. Yeah. Well, I think the movie takes place right before the finale of the show. I can't remember how yeah. it all Because spoilers. I can't happens, fucking remember. Episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the fucking. The, I forgot how good that show is. What what good. Well, what are the first two episodes? Uh, the very first episode is you just see a typical attempt by uh, Spike and Jet to uh, get a, um, a bounty. The second episode. Oh, is that one with the red eye mist stuff with the pregnant lady? Yeah. Yeah, that's with that striking visual of where she's shot and like it turns out she's not actually pregnant. It turns that's, out those are the vials. Really, just that first episode alone. Yeah. If you just watch, that's Cowboy Bebop in a nutshell. That's kind of like one of the most perfect self-contained like stories. Yeah. Ever. Like it hits it all. Like just the characters are right. There's the a great feel is Bruce right. Lee fight scene the visuals in the middle. Are right. There's all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Like it just hits the tone perfectly. Mixes like, the science fiction and the western and this weird spy shit and the yeah, weird like covert like it's really good. It's very distinctively lot. itself. It's fascinating though to watch it now and think of how the all the influence it had. Like see all the influence yeah. it had as much as anything else. It's also really funny because it was right at the edge where we started shifting more to CGI than traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. And the few bits of cgi they're in it are just like warp yeah yeah. the warp is actually pretty good but there are a few points where it's like here's a big asteroid or something exactly and you're just like "Eh." because most of the cars and planes and everything are still hand-drawn uh is the first episode have the uh the cowboy bounty tv show where they'll no that's in the second episode what's the second episode i'm it's when they get i'm the dog strut or whatever it's really great to have your first episode be this classic kind of caper sort of thing and then your second episode is just this dog well that's a good fix yeah but it's great yeah with the old lady who owns the pet store and yeah. there's like a big Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. looking Seems guy that randomly way. stealing the dog. Seems that way. It's yeah. funny the shit that stuck with me from that show. Show is good. Yeah, that show is good. Well, where are you watching it at? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. It's all Hulu. Okay. It's all at Hulu. So, so I'm just getting that shit. Uh, do you guys have any special Halloween plans? Uh, I've invited to two parties this year. So probably gonna oh. do a party. Oh, I didn't think about Halloween because I was thinking about having people over on Saturday night. Yeah, I've, I'm invited as, to a Friday night party, a Saturday night party, and then is Halloween actually Monday? Yeah. Okay. No, so we're at, we'll have actually have one more episode before Halloween starts, but I don't know. Like, this is the week of parties and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about having people over to watch uh, uh, either Crimson Peak or The Witch, mm-hmm. and I was going to invite you guys. Well, you guys still would still be invited, but... Yeah, I, I, I just but watched I Crimson Peak, and I can't think of a movie I want to see less of a group of people than The Witch. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I want to invite the right kind of people. Well, even then, I want to watch that movie with nothing but candles lit in the living room, and all the lights the off. Yeah, I have Witch. Which is good times. And uh, also it's on Amazon now. I got the Blu-ray too if you want to buy it. It's on it. Amazon Prime now. So yeah. it's kind of moot. But I just, I want to watch it. I want to snuggle up with my girl you do, and you, in the dark. You watch it with subtitles. You watch it with your, you have to be, whoever it is, you have to be patient with like, okay, what did they say? Rewind it. Yeah. You don't have the subtitles on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very thick. But it's like, that's, accents. that's how I want to watch it. You should do because that. Because that's really that. good. Yeah. If, you, if yeah. there's a dark and stormy night this week, which there yeah. invariably will be, that's a good. Yeah. Uh, you might hate that shit. I don't know. I read, I not read gory this. Or I read the story on Wikipedia, so I now know <laughs> what happens. So you know what happens. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's not a movie. I'm going spoilers talk because I have issues with that movie. I don't believe that you have issues. It's with a that pretty movie, movie though. but it it's seems gorgeous. like it seems like again, where it's a tone poem. It's more successfully a tone poem than it is anything else. That movie was written and directed by a costume designer. Yeah, that alone is kind of like <laughs> okay. We'll check that shit out. Okay, 
So. But yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to give that a try. And uh, yeah, Foley's making fun of me though because I decided I was trying to figure out what I was going to be for Halloween, and I was going to be a satyr. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't want to have to spend all day explaining what a satyr is to everyone. Don't you need so, the horns and the tail, and that's all you really? Need? I mean, sort of. I was going to do like some facial makeup stuff, and okay. like, like I was going to do some other stuff. I was thinking about doing hooves, and maybe even doing like furry legs. Sort of like, thing. like how would you, like you get jeans but, with like? I, well, no, I would just I would probably do like what I do with my Chewbacca costume a billion years ago. And just make like leggings okay, yeah. out of uh, fur or something, and then do fake cloven hooves. And then you get stuck with that wish where someone turns everyone into their Halloween costume. Ooh. Like Buffy. Brr, brr, brr. But I decided instead that I'm gonna be a cowgirl, but I'm gonna be a cow cowgirl. So I got horns, and I got, um, I'm I actually, after we record this, I'm, I'm probably gonna, gonna go, up. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get like a ring for my nose, and uh, I got like all Are you gonna dress up for, and, for both parties? Uh, probably. It's not gonna be a very hard costume. Oh, okay. And because I already own fucking how I dress almost every day is basically. I want to see photos cosplay. of this. It'll be goddamn cute. It'll be good. I think yeah. it'll be good. I really like the horns. So I what got. kind of horns do you have? I mean, they're just they're like bull. They're oh, no, excuse me. They're kind of like ram's well, horns. Well, because like you were talking about getting satyr horns, and it seems like, I don't know if you could use satyr horns as like cow what, horns. What changed my mind is that I didn't like any of the horns except for this one pair. So mm-hmm. here I have a picture of it. It's gonna make yeah. some really good so radio. Horns, uh, man, how are you gonna get a thing for your nose? I'm just gonna get it like a clip-on septum ring okay i don't know if they had that yep i guess do. you could do some makeup on your nose too if you yeah. want to like yeah i'm gonna do nose. like black in my nose too you could do like black lipstick too but those are the whole oh that's what i do black lipstick that's, that's i don't know just kind of like do the whole I how don't many know. cows have you met with black lips? Don't they have, like black face muzzle stuff it depends on the breed you can use a little bit of a gray chin that like well i was trying to figure out i think i may do white around my nose to actually you know what actually muzzle. if you do uh, black on the nose, yeah, black plan. lipstick, and white around the thing. That'll kind of create kind of like an animal. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. That's all you really kind of need to do. Maybe just like go on lever and And you wouldn't even need, are you going to do like a tail or anything like no, that? No, fuck no. Okay. Not, yeah, the rest of you pretty much have cowgirl from your actual outfit, right? Because you got the boots and the... Exactly. the pearl buttons and... Fully made fun of me and she's like, this sounds too much like a cowboys who makes a cosplay for me to be comfortable with. I'm like, shut up, Fully. I guess there's no udder, huh? No, Bill. Okay. There's no udder. Thank yeah. you. What's the point then? Anyway, so friends. Oh, Bill, tell me about Swiss Army Man. You're the one. Oh, my. Tell me about Swiss Army Man. I forgot about Swiss Army Man. There's nothing to say <laughs> about Swiss Isn't that Army the movie Man. Movie about the de- where where Daniel Radcliffe is a dead body and Paul Dano is his friend. I don't know if people will like the movie. There's, is that that movie? If you're a lady, you may not like the movie too much because it's so much about dude friendship. Yeah, and it's very dude friendship. Yeah, it gets very like. It smells like balls. Uh huh. But like that movie was not the kind of movie. Simultaneously, is the movie I thought it was going to be because have you seen the trailer or anything yeah. like that? Yeah, it's uh, Paul Dano. He's stranded on a desert island. Dead body washes up. It's Daniel Radcliffe, and he starts talking to Daniel Radcliffe. Start Daniel Radcliffe starts talking back, and then the rest of the movie happens. And that movie is the most totally bonkers movie <laughs> I've ever seen in my it life. It looks like it from the trailers. It, it, it the soundtrack is crazy. The it's just I have no idea. I need to see it again, just to be like, and the, <laughs> me, I, I watched it with Joshin and Bahar, and we were, like, we had a good time while watching it, and at the end, it was kind of the, it was, go see it. <laughs> I was even talking about, I even talked about it too much, so it's just, it's not very long, it's only 90 minutes long, but yeah. it's just, it has to be experienced without being spoiled. Don't even, if, if, if you've not even seen any of the trailers, don't even see the trailers, it's totally worth, like, an iTunes or Amazon, like, rental blind blind mm-hmm. rental or something like that mm-hmm. yeah just 
The great. Oh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> Bill I, there's can't. nothing I can talk about Bill without Bill can't like, even. It's not like crazy violent or anything sure, like that. Sure, yeah, it's, it's just like crazy. A, but just the, the emotional tone thing that they're doing <laughs> in that movie is like, oh, what am I supposed to think about this? You guys are out of your minds because <laughs> it's simultaneously kind of super sad, but also uh-huh. just like, there's <laughs> one of my favorite things. After the seeing the movie, I went up to the IMDb quotes page for that movie. Uh-huh. And if you even just look that up, that'll tell you why Bill <laughs> Mudger loves this movie this much. Or... I saw the, uh, in an interview with the director, he was talking about his inspiration to make this movie was to make a movie where there's lots of farting and the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a direct quote. That's the inspiration. And that is what that movie does. (laughs) But like, it is not pretentious way, but like... I'm coming here talking about Sasha's Party's bullshit, but Swiss Army Man something. It's. I wish I could have seen that in a packed theater just to have everyone go, what the hell is wrong with this? But yeah. With Swiss Army Man, thumbs up. Ooh. And it kind of. Thumbs up with a big question mark over it. So like, I guess. Good? Good? It's definitely an experience. You won't regret the money. So at least you can just talk to other people about it. But yeah. Oh boy. Swiss Army Man. All right, friends. With that, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. a artist from Studio Mirage. Oh, was it? And, yeah, like, it was straight oh, up wow. attempting to catch it on that, my friend. How many seasons did it last for? <laughs> Two. Was there a lady character? Yeah, there were a couple ladies. Oh. There was the pretty cow, and then there was the tomboy cow. Oh, yeah? And I think those were the extent of the female characters. <laughs> so their characters' names? No, that's not true. There was, like, a lady who was, like, a wife or a widow woman or something, and she was the neutral cow. So you had the Would... full range of femininity. Right now, the mom... Two comes on PC and has a cowboy Mumesa mod. The mom, the sister and the slut <laughs> you had all the range of humanity someday. wow okay yeah. <sighs> wait were the boys cows yeah everybody was cows they were literally all cows except for uh there the uh the indigenous gentleman was a buffalo and there was a villain who was a why didn't you just be a slaughterhouse owner um was it ronald mcdonald villain who was a um goes down and he's making those down creepy motions. spider things with a big horn tail. Sting. A scorpion. Scorpion. There's a bad guy who's a scorpion, a bad guy who was a vulture. Okay. The sheriff was the bad guy because, as I recall, the sheriff. I can't remember the sheriff's name. Was his name Sheriff Terrible? Terrible. 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 Oh no. Yeah. Fucking can't remember enough of Cowboys and Mesa. I can remember too much of Cowboys and Mesa. Are we recording? Do I need to start? I can't record. We're, yeah, we're not doing anything in particular, but yeah. Friends, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. This is the part of our podcast where Bill has written down news from the week that was, and I'm learning about it often for the first time. Have you made a Battlefield emblem yet? Because nope. you can make your own like icon. I made a butt pooping a, a brown bullet that says ass on the front of it. It's classy. Hey, this is the Geek Week in Review. <laughs> Did you know... <laughs> Nintendo announced yeah. a new console this week, the Nintendo Switch. Bill, your thoughts? What is switching? Is that switching from, from it switches to from sub? mode? To... No, that's the first Bill? joke everyone was making. Literally, don't care. That's not even. 
No, but is that what that is? The switch means you don't top or bottom, you're both. Oh, that's it? That's it. So everyone was making it sound like the most scandalous thing ever. It's because heteros are boring, Bill. <laughs> How many of these people were heterosexual people? There is nothing more boring. Actually, my Twitter feed, it's mostly gays and lesbians. Then I'm sorry, Bill, your gays and lesbians are boring because that's the most boring aspect of sexuality. What do you think of the Nintendo Switch? The Nintendo Switch looks interesting. I think it looks interesting that it is, uh, it's... Uh, that's doorbell. Okay, that was, really startled me. Uh, it's Nintendo. It's Mario. It hears you. It's me. I'm Actually, we're recording right the, next to a window. I want him to come up. <laughs> yeah. It's at me. I, I will say this. As someone who is, as some, my wife at home, and we like to play video games together, I like. Nintendo would hopefully, this would be the kind of thing that would at least vaguely intrigue you. Well, fo- I like the idea of being focused on kind of couch co-op, but mobile couch co-op. Like playing with, having a mobile multiplayer games, game but it seems like well, some I mean, of you might have to have multiple switches yeah, but yeah. it's obvious that it's like the but even like in the nba game they're implying that those two people were playing on one team and the other two people were playing in another game yeah exactly you yeah. know it's you, like you, everyone takes like you'd split the controller in half and it was just, yeah you could like play the one mario screen. kart they were showing it at one screen i guess the like, house of controllers must have shoulder buttons because it can't just be like a thumbstick yeah. and a four face button god that's the one thing about it the controllers could not look less appealing they look to super me tiny. they look like, like i've got tiny baby hands so i'm uh-huh, down with that yeah uh-huh. but like what is the tiny D-pad? Like the oh, tiny that weird baby like, D-pad. That's, I'm sure top. that's obviously like a start and select. I'm sure it's not an actual D-pad, but I'm like, that is such a weird That's a weird thing. Like the actual thing. the main front of the controllers. Well, there's also multiple controllers because they also showed that there's like a Nintendo sure. Switch Pro controller, which yeah. looks like the Wii U Pro controller. Yeah. And that's got a D-pad. Yeah. And it, people have already gone crazy with mock-ups about how because the controllers are controllers are detachable, very small, and probably pretty cheap to to to, to build. You could probably have custom controllers come with certain games. Sure. So if true. you want like a fishing game, you could have it so it comes with its own with its own custom. Well, not even a whole controller, but just the half of the controller where it could have like a built-in, uh, you know, fucking uh, fishing reel or like cooking mom. It could be like some kind of weird frying pan or some kind. Of, like, you could do all kinds of shit. But yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, <sighs> like the have it be a screen that you can wander around with. Yeah, kind of like 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 a mini iPad, but a little bit smaller than that. Yeah. Or like a super large phone. Yeah. That two controllers connect onto the side. That it comes with a uh, dock with it. Some people are already calling the toaster because you just <laughs> nice. slap the the, yeah. the 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 essentially the phone component into the dock, and then that just tell like transmits the what's on the phone to the TV, and that becomes an actual home console. Mm-hmm. And I guess some people point out the Zelda game looks a little bit better on this hardware than it does look on the Wii U. So at least this mm-hmm. is gonna be at least Wii U quality graphics, which Wii U is HD. It looks good. Um, it's gonna look shitty on my new 4K television, unfortunately. You <laughs> have to write Nintendo a letter about that. That's um, so, but, so like, that's my thing. I'm like, where is the is is it streaming well, the from thing. the toaster? Everyone assumed that the guts of the system would be in the console. Yeah, and that the controller would be something that like maybe at the most would play like maybe smartphone smartphone versions of games. Yeah, or something that kind of feeds, but you wouldn't play the main console game yeah. until you have it redocked. No, if this works the way it should, where. You're playing the same game no matter what, whether or not. I mean, they made a point of showing someone playing it on an airplane, exactly, which yeah. would imply no connectivity. The guts are it. The, the dock really is just a plastic dock. It's just an H- HDMI connector to your TV, and that's it. The charging station. This is, is going to be guts? a profound understatement, and it's going to sound dumb. But I wonder if it's like somehow it, there is some mechanics there that boot like that improve everything we're saying well that would be kind of like, a shame if it doesn't improve like even yeah. if it's bad, better frame rates higher resolution or something like yeah. that. yeah because you would imagine that like the resolution for the main screen would be bigger 
don't yeah. know what, how big... Well, I guess a 1080p television. I don't know how the resolution of that compares to a phone. I don't know what phone resolutions are. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully phone. this is a decently sized resolution there on, are 4k on the phones my my <sighs> phone can capture 4k video really fucking shitty 4k video yeah. but i can do it um but it looks the idea is interesting we'll see what games come out nintendo is already doing the thing where they're like yeah look at all these third-party developers that will develop one game before mm-hmm. they decide that's not worth it and they just go back to the playstation and the xbox but I think it's weird and bold, but I don't know if it's weird or bold enough because they really like the whole the thing about the Wii that made it so amazing was that it crossed over from just gamers. Yeah, and this won't. I don't, I don't think it will. Well, I don't think anyone anything could recapture the success of the Wii because that True. was such a flash in the pan kind of totally, thing. Totally, hundred percent. But I, I would hopefully you would think they would use like their virtual console to leverage that so like. Ideally, sure. I mean, that would be a huge thing. If they could market this thing, like, even aside from new Nintendo games, if they could say, this is a portable device that you could play every Nintendo game ever made on this thing. I mean, that's the smartest That thing would be it. a huge seller to a lot of people who are casual yeah. gamers who only, like, I mean, I like that because I'm a hardcore Nintendo fan and stuff like that, but, like, in terms of just, like, recapturing a lost market, like, I yeah. but I don't know if they're doing that with Virtual Console, because now that they're selling Virtual Console games on, like, the Nintendo Classic, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if there's going to be any Virtual Console on this thing. It could mm-hmm. just be... I don't know, and they're talking about how there's it's they've insinuated that some like smartphone stuff, like the new Mario game, may appear on this thing too. So it hmm. may also be smartphone experiences and the big console games. I wonder if it'll be something like uh, this is a really dated comparison, but in the way the Dreamcast had like that little portable aspect of it, where yeah. it's like a shitty little portable game, but it did impact your game. Yeah, the VMU, it'd be cool yeah. if it were tied somehow. You know, like that just like the shit you do on your mobile game. Well, impacts that's what some people were suspecting. Like, like when the, when it was thought that yeah, all the guts would be in the in the console. I'm that, still waiting like, for someone to do that well. Man, this you can make such a great Animal Crossing game with this, where you're actually taking it over to other yeah. people's houses and playing. Yeah together god knows but it's I, that, that's the thing nintendo needs to step up their game design thing it can't just be like the same animal crossing again except it's slightly higher higher hd and it's yeah. all this like i mean at least you have to start switching shit up a little bit game yeah. design wise yeah they showed a little bit of a new mario mario's I was gonna say that new mario doesn't look bad you are excited because he does the triple jump and there hasn't been a triple jump since mario 64 i swear to god i was looking at that going boy they made a big point of showing off that triple jump i bet you somewhere and somewhere is jizzing very hard yeah about that. and i guess another piece of footage where he's being chased by a bullet bill you can see like invisible crystal castle invisible mountains uh-huh. in the distance um and oh the i guess there's i didn't even notice what that's this is what it was uh the dude's playing skyrim on an airplane and Bethesda's was that skyrim out, that's skyrim oh, Bethesda's already come out and said yeah that's console skyrim i don't think they've come out and said like if it's like the new version that just that's huh. coming out like in two weeks it's no it's this week actually yeah it comes out real soon Oh, I didn't shit. know I that was console. Or, oh, shit. I huh. think I have a pre-order for that. That might be shipping today, actually. Whoops. Uh-oh. I can't. I'm not allowed. I'm not I already allowed. got enough stuff to play. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Um, oh, shit. I might have to cancel that pre-order. Uh, that's the thing. Me buying a new TV means I can't buy so, so many I was about games, to say, Bill, you better calm down, my son. Um, but yeah, so then Nintendo Switch. Thank God. <laughs> this is the other thing I was like, oh, man. Uh, thankfully, the Wii era is officially gone and done. Yeah. At least that, from a branding perspective, that was so fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, the Switch sounds pretty cool. I'll be curious to see how much thing this costs, because it sounds like the console is really just a really powerful phone. Yeah. Um, because yeah. they even came out and said that the, the, the Integra chip that this runs on mm-hmm. is essentially, it's just, it's, it's the same basic kind of chip. It's, they've customized it for Nintendo, mm-hmm. but it's essentially just an iPhone that's really powerful. Did they show that it was a touchscreen? No, that's the other thing people are wondering, which people pointed out, if you want true, 
consistency across both like playing on a console or in your hand. You don't want to touch screen true. because how do you use that touch screen stuff That's if true. you're just sitting on the couch? Yeah. Like, but I'm, I was wondering if they're if they're because I think they only showed people playing it in the living room when it was docked, right? Yeah. So it wasn't a second screen experience. Yeah. No, they they did come out and say, yeah, it's you. You have to choose one screen or the other. You can't. Interesting. Which that's kind of kind of funny. That's one of the few bonuses of the Wii U is that you can yeah. do both at the same time. Well, it was but... an option, but how many developers leveraged that in exactly. a meaningful way? You know. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I yeah. feel like people still haven't figured out that second screen thing, the mobile yeah. thing. And this is a, ch- a second chance for people to. Like, at least the third-party developers would give this a swing or two, but, like, they'll have to figure it out pretty quickly before, like, if this doesn't sell well, then they stop developing altogether, and it's back to Nintendo being the only person making games for it, just like the Wii yeah. U. Yeah, Well, even the kind of the, the original Wii, I mean, a lot people made a shitload of games for the Wii, but, like, the only ones that sold were Nintendo, so everyone else stopped making games for the Wii, too. I will say this. What um, I really liked about the Switch ad that they released was that it emphasized different folks playing games in different spaces but with different people yeah. like it really emphasized the community aspect which i really like yeah there's a lady who's like watching tv and her neighbors are screaming at her come on over she's like but i can't take myself away from mario <laughs> i have to lug this i over. found that very relatable <laughs> i know that everyone else probably laughed at that but as a woman who's like there are some people who have compelling and meaningful human interaction with me but I'm busy playing a video game. Yeah, uh, the starting guy, the dog, the dog is actually dying, and he realizes, well, the do- okay, I have not fed this dog in two weeks. It's dying. If I have to leave the house and take it to the vet, I'm going to play fucking Skyrim while I do it. Jesus Christ, yeah, Bill. So anyway, yeah, yeah the switch. Like, we'll they're, they're still helping. Uh, I mean, they say in that thing that it's supposed to be coming March 2017. That's I'll, crazy. I will eat my hat if that actually happens, at least in the crazy. United States, because no one's ever launched a console in the spring like that in forever. Yeah. It's always September. It's always fall. Yeah, it's gearing up for Christmas season. And, I mean, I could see it launching in Japan in, in 2017 and then delaying in America just, just to build up stock. That's yeah. the other thing. If, if it really looks like people might be interested in this, then Nintendo may delay it just so they can build up stock to meet demand. I think it's interesting I mean, that whereas the other, it's, it's interesting interesting to see where um, the console's priorities are because the P, the Xbox One, God, what the fuck is their priority? The P, PlayStation is is gunning for VR. Yeah, like VR is going to be the next most meaningful thing, and VR by definition means you have a certain amount of space and you're it is not multiplayer. It yeah, is it's single on player. Your own. It's isolating. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're at, and right now it's experiences that, rather than full games too. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that that Nintendo is kind of going for this mobility factor, which is not insignificant. Mobility and social. Yeah, stuff. which yeah. is just kind of a nice avenue to pursue. Like, so more power to them. Meanwhile, Microsoft is. I don't even know what my. If you had to call it, what is Microsoft's well, narrative right now? Well, originally it was right TV. Now? Like, hey, it's your one stop yeah. shop stop for all your home entertainment. Now it's just like now their pitch is impossible to use UI. Well, they're, they're pushing because the uh, both the Xbox S. I think the Xbox Xbox X has some 4K compatibility. That is true. Actually, they're pushing then at least especially the new Xbox that comes out next year. That's going to be. Yeah. I've already seen the ads where they're like, "This is the only thing." That streams 4K will play native true. 4K Blu-ray. That is true. Even the new PlayStation won't. Yeah. Yeah. So. It is interesting that that's kind of there. Which actually, of all both things, that's probably a more practical thing. It's that's much just more practical than fucking VR. Although it does kind of suggest, actually not really, because do you buy a four, like a $500 VR system for the PlayStation? Yeah. Or do you spend like up to $1,000, $2,000 yeah. for a new 4K TV? Yeah. 
Like that's even yeah. I, technically that's kind of even worse. Even though 4K seems like it'll be that adopted faster than VR, but yeah, I will. You know. In VR, I'm still waiting for someone to really convince me to try it. There VR. has to be at least one good game. There's Gotta no be that killer there's, app. Yeah, there's, there's no not. like Mario 64 or VR yeah. where you're like, oh, now I see why that works. Yeah. yeah. And so. also, like I said, I have vertigo issues. I don't want to spend the money. I don't have the space in my home. Like, it's just... Nice thing about PlayStation 4 is that you, it's mostly sit-down experiences, so you don't really need the space so much that so far. But then it gets only limited experiences. But they have been making a big deal out of the fact yeah. that they, like, you could just do this in front of your TV and it's not yeah. so much of an issue. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. If you want to. like Nintendo's, yeah. or the, the Nintendo Switch. We're going to talk about Slossy. Slossy. Oh, Spoilers for the most recent Bake Off. It was going to happen. I knew it was going to be Slossy. Slossy well, he was only next came in... out of the skin of his teeth. Yeah. Slossy, the most he beautiful He knew he man. got toasted, too. I felt really bad because oh, halfway through, he fucked up bad and he already knew he Selassie was on deck. Slossy did bad. So who's like? Oh, so it's gonna be the finale this week. Yeah, fucking Candace, Jane, and Andrew. We're already planning on maybe Thursday night, like uh, getting like like a, like a nice cake and having a look. <laughs> Who do you think is gonna win, Bill? It's, Who's your money it's, on? It's, uh, it's gonna be uh, the old lady. What's her? You face? think it's gonna be Jane? Oh, Jane. Of course, yeah. It's yep. not gonna be Andrew because Andrew's too. Andrew's very, very thorough and practical, but not exciting. I don't think Candace is consistently good enough chef she's so candace good with presentation tries so hard she's got ambition candace is ambitious as hell but yeah, if we're talking about just competence it's jane jane is just competent she's been the most consistent and that, yeah. that's kind of like a lot of the british bake-off winners have yeah. been the, kind yeah. of the older ladies who've just been kind of doing this their whole life yeah so but i like candace so much i want it irrationally to be i love the fact that all three of the well andrew whatever I, he's not andrew bad. And, exactly andrew's a nerd he's he's like the most the most boring weasley it's like he's in the room but who cares yeah like you're not your attention is. I love the Candace got the way to the end. Candace, it's gonna be Candace. I have never gone 180 on a Bake Off person more than I did really? on Candace. Like in the, the first episode, I was like, "Beer," so and then like, she was neurotic yeah. and tried too hard. I can appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be the last uh, ish, uh, last episode of Classic Bake Off ever. Classic Bake Off. This is it. So that's why we want to do something a little special. Yeah. So I'm like, I was, I was contemplating maybe baking a cake, but I got so much shit, other shit going on this week. I don't know. If, like, did I tell you I baked something for the first time in my life the other day? I baked pumpkin cake, and by saying I should be pumpkin bread, and by baked, I mean I bought a box of mix. What's still you? Where I added some eggs and some like oil and called it good. Yeah. What I learned you is like that, pumpkin stuff. Well, I do, but what I forgot was that um, pumpkin is a primary ingredient in dog food. So as I'm mixing this, I'm like, damn, this smells like dog food because it does. Pumpkin is huge in dog food because it's good for doggy digestion. I'm like, this smells like dog. Food. <laughs> and then baking, like my house is just filled with the lush scent of warm dog food. <laughs> and then I finally ate it. I'm like, this taste. What was the kit that you got? It was, it was like from fucking Trader Joe's. Okay. Trader Joe's looks like a pumpkin exploded in it. My God. I, we got the latest Trader Joe's, uh, like, the, the, Fearless Flyer. Yeah, and it was all like, I, I'm forcing myself to learn, like pumpkin a little bit better because I love fall and it's hard to get through fall without like pumpkin shit. I like all the spices face. associated with pumpkin. Yeah! Like nutmeg and like all that shit. Stuff Cinnamon. That's why it's a pumpkin spice latte. That's why it ain't a pumpkin latte. I can see maybe pumpkin spice like maybe chocolate like hot chocolate or something. Yeah. Like Which exists at Trader Joe's my friends. Uh, you okay. get on down to Trader Joe's. I like the pumpkin Swiss colony things I got. I, I brought the did. apple ones. You should have. Because no one else wanted to touch them because they i even actually left my first two swiss colony reviews where i was like the, the pumpkin ones are pretty good the, the, the your apple spice to apple cakes are just uh-huh. like taste like taste like a fucking candle scented mm-hmm. candle um but yeah 
Congratulations on bacon. It was good. I want now. I want to do an actual big thing where I like get some flour. I have PDFs of some of the Great British Bake Off books. If you want to try to, I'm gonna pick like the most baby entry level recipe possible. Make some cupcakes. I don't necessarily want to make cakes because I spent too much of my life as a cake decorator. What else you want to bake? Like breads? Probably bread. Probably like a banana bread. You gonna bread maker? No, I'm gonna fucking bake a bread. I should do real make, bread. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. That's I see so point. many people invest in a bread maker and I, they make I, a loaf I and a half one and that's day, it. But yeah, it's like yeah. I want to just. I'm, right now, I'm just trying to be brave and try new things. Trying, trying to be like Shakira in fucking. You're Zootopia. like the baker in into the woods, just like you're trying <laughs> to get brave. No, that, that that's, that's awesome, Annie. That's it. Anyway, um, uh, the new. Lego Creator Square. Oh yeah, I forgot to actually flesh that out. Do you mean like the new Lego? Did you City send me the link series? To this? I did. Okay, yeah, the new building in the Lego Creator. So what series. is this? So every Christmas slash January, uh, Disney Lego releases a new series, and like, for, like the last twelve years, they've done this. Cities in this this block, this expert building series. It's the Creator like City Block series, and um, yeah, last year it was the bank, which was so great. You're before that, it was a detective's agency, That's which was thing. amazing. Now that I'm redoing my room, I have room to like put more storage in there to display shit like <laughs> Fully this. Fully and I are thinking about rearranging our living room to make more space for our block. But this year, it's going to be the Lego Creator Assembly Square, which is a weird name for it. But it's Yeah, uh, it's not very catchy. It's part of their modular building series. And what's great is that it, it kind of evokes a bunch of different buildings from Yeah, it's got Easter eggs from all the other stuff. So it's kind of like tying in all this different stuff together. So yeah. instead of like one themed building, it's like uh, three little buildings kind of together. And each building's three levels tall. Yeah. So I'm just going to read the press release because this is cute as hell. Includes eight mini figurines, a dentist, barista, baker, florist, music store assistant, dancer, photographer, and a Lego fan, plus a baby figure. Are babies new? Babies are brand new. Oh. The first one was with the Lego City what is it called? Friends of the City or whatever series? Friends okay. of the Park or whatever. Yeah. Or just like 16 people in Lego Aww. City and they had a baby. Uh, the three-level Lego Creator Assembly Square features an authentic, elaborate facade with detailed windows and doors, three buildable shop signs, spired tower, decorative roofline, and a rooftop terrace, plus a detailed tiled sidewalk with a fountain, oh, outdoor yeah. cafe furniture, and two street lamps. The highly detailed interior includes a bakery, florist shop, cafe, music store, oh, photo man. studio, dental office, apartment, and dance studio. Ground level features a bakery with counter, cash register shelves, open oven, wedding cake, and assorted buildable pastries and treats. Yeah! The floor shop with counter, cash register, garden tools, flower and arrangements, bouquets, flowers. and a blue and yellow macaw parrot element. And a cafe with espresso machine, counter, bench seating, and pie elements. Middle level features a music store with a buildable drum set, two guitars, and cool. saxophone element. Yeah. A photo studio with buildable classical camera and adjustable tripod. I'm dying for this because I've been trying to figure out how to do an old-timey tripod for Benton. Yeah. And I have a shitty solution in their solution is much better than all because it is randomly an old-timey camera an dentist's office with a billboard reclining chair waiting area telephone and a sink and we're not done <laughs> upper level features a dance studio with a buildable piano and reflective mirror element very Ooh, nice yeah. an apartment with a buildable fold-out sofa bed detailed kitchen toilet micro lego train lego modular building and eiffel book? tower no i presume they're mini lego sets Oh, um, and access to a rooftop terrace with a buildable barbecue table and neglected plants. <laughs> Wait, 
Because they have pictures. I'm trying to see. Fucking amazing. I have to tell you, as someone who works in photography, the sweep they did for the photo studio is kind of amazing. So good. I also love the idea of a florist shop and the the person who lives in the top floor. Oh, I think I see. Yeah, there's a shelf with a couple things that look like it's like little. Yeah, I think there's a blue thing that looks like it's supposed to be like the bed. Oh, man, that is cute. Like, cute as hell. Like, you can, like, you have to be told that that's supposed to be little Lego modular things up on the shelf. But yeah, it's on the right, and the lady's standing next to a red couch. But yeah, you see up on the shelf. Fucking cute as hell. Oh my god. I'm such a sucker for this shit. Oh god damn it. God. And there's a lot of good method, like building methods on this. I'm really curious to try this it out and see what like, I can learn I like the that. detectives agency, because it seemed to be telling more of a, like an actual like, cohesive story. Sure, yeah. But this is still the details they pack Good like as God damn it. They've really gone to town. It's funny, though, because when you go back and look at some of the original creator buildings, you're like, who cares? What is this? Foley and I were, went out on a drive yesterday and stopped by Bricks and Minifigs and saw, like, one from maybe about six years ago. We were just staring at it like, why bother? What is the point of Look at the lack of details. This? Who cares? But yeah, I think that's another one that's January 1st for, like, what, 300 bucks or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 4,000 oh, pieces. Oh, my God. Yeah, I still want to, I still want to get the Air Jitsu Temple. <laughs> that's still available that's that's the thing do i need to spend more money to get more glass cases just as an excuse to buy more lego i still haven't built i still have not built the simpsons house seriously that's what i'm saying how oh. are you doing on uh the ghostbusters uh, i gotta because fi- halloween's in a week Ooh, i gotta I, oh man i have to forget i need to talk to leland and jimmy and see if they can come over us maybe sometime next week Oh. I'm losing my mind over this Lego crater building. It That's looks so cool. good. So good. Dear Lord. Oh, man. Rest in peace, United Front Games, the developers of Sleepy Dogs. Yeah, I don't know much more details about this, but that's kind of a bummer. So after Sleeping Dogs came out, they came out with like a fighter MMO thing that was based on Sleeping Dogs called Triad Wars. Really? Okay. It didn't look very compelling. I, I love Sleeping Dogs. I saw they had an early access game, I think, on Steam. Man, they, ha- they have a Riot Simulator, which is just kind of totally what? weird game. I think it's called Smash and Grab. That okay. was the game that was on early access. Oh, yeah. It just like I think it just came out like last weekend. Yeah. And then they closed. Just, I guess maybe that first weekend didn't do that well. Maybe that was what... It breaks my heart. Like, yeah. this, is, this is kind of like the end of independent AAA games. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone was talking about Sleeping Dogs was the kind of like, kind of like B tier game that mm-hmm. you, would, you would see more of like back in the PlayStation Two or PlayStation yeah. One era. Yeah. No, this is again if you're not EA or Activision or something like that, it's very hard to. Well, no, I think they were published by Square, so they're still like published by. It was publish- published but by. But in terms but... of developer, if you don't yeah. have like a long term contract where you're locked yeah. in for like yeah. a long term benefit for your studio, it's hard to survive. And... It just breaks my heart because they clearly were trying to leverage different markets with their follow-up games like smash and grab yeah had early access and their game before that was a free-to-play mmo with uh you know unlockables and stuff and like just it just makes me sad because their sleeping dogs was a good ass game yeah, it was a put fun out, ass put game. out a new, like a revised version of it for the playstation 4 i picked that yeah. up and a little bit i played was pretty cool i need it's to go back and fun game the melee in that game is so fun the dlc the, the halloween dlc yeah that that's stuff. good that was actually the best really DLC out there and that has one of my favorite cutscenes in a video game oh yeah yeah, wow. I forgot how much you love that game and the guys. In Wei the- Shen is yeah. one of the hunkiest hunks Aww. in the history of video game hunks. Oh, uh, but yeah, rest in peace, sleepy dogs, guys.
Yeah. Poor oh fellas. man, I should have made more notes about the next thing. Razer acquires THX. So Razer, the the video game, video game controller people, yeah. they should be more mouse people than anything else. They bought. I loved them. my Mass Effect Razer controller. I had one of the best still, controllers. The controller I used fell it apart, right? to death. Yeah. I literally broke it. Um, so THX was the sound part of Lucasfilm that presumably got bought up by Disney. I'm assuming Disney Razer bought THX from Disney. THX was like, yeah, just the George Lucas's attempt to. Uh, kind of like uh, standardized uh, s- uh, sound in film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were doing anything recently because he formed that like back in 1983 to uh, yeah standardized uh, sound in theaters for when they were showing Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and that was more of a like program in like the 80s and early 90s. But as mm-hmm. sound got better, everyone kept on improving their sound so much. So like he was at the forefront when THX was first invented, but then yeah. everyone else was like doing their own. Yeah. They didn't necessarily need THX to be the leader because everyone right. else sound got better by itself. Well, as part of THX existing. So I don't know why, why Razer bought THX or what they plan to do with I it. I bet you I'm gaming, it's just a brand at this gaming point. Gaming headphones. Well, that's a good point. And that's a big market. People who grew up with Star Wars are going to see the THX uh-huh. brand. Oh, yeah. Even if it's it has nothing to do with the THX sound standard, as long as it says THX on it, like, oh, yeah, I know, I know that from Star Wars. Yeah, because so. THX, th- th- or yeah. excuse me, Razer's known for their mice, controllers, and keyboards. So yeah, if they want to get on that, that your headphones market. I thought that was just more interesting because I didn't even think about what it would happen to THX after Disney. Because there's yeah. all these, yeah, Lucas had all these weird like little satellite companies. Yeah. Like... Like LucasArts and yeah, yeah, LucasArts and Industrial Light and Magic and, and, and yeah, yeah. That's mm. what people point out. It's funny that Disney owns ILM, which is a company that makes special effects for all their competitors' movies. Yeah. So are they? Is there going to be a point where ILM is just doing Disney movies from now or, on? Or I mean, is that their way to kind of have their cake and eat it too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? So yeah, they're taking there money from nothing, everyone else. Exactly. There ain't nothing wrong with taking every, other people's money. <sighs> yeah. So. But yeah. Man, that's weird. It's it's funny. Literally, when I think of Razer, I think of two things. One, my controller that I really liked and used to death. I'm glad it was good for you. It wasn't just the name. B, I remember when uh, the Xbox One and the PS4 were coming out that Razer was coming out with a controller for Xbox One and not PS4, and that the owner of Razer was basically like, yeah, I like the Xbox One more. We'll see if PS4 is any good, and then maybe we'll make one for oh, it. okay. Like, I remember it was a very personal thing where the owner was just straight up like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> six months later, it's like, well, I guess we're making a PlayStation 4 oh, well, That was my wonder. I'm like, because I really liked my Razer controller. I'm like, maybe I'll get a PS4 <laughs> Razer controller. Did you see that the one. PlayStation 1, not the Xbox One, has outsold the PlayStation 4 like three months in a row now? That's really the first surprising time it's actually starting to catch up. Yeah. Really surprising to me because Xbox yeah. One is just such a bad user experience. It's. I have been using consoles for a decade and a half now, two decades now, and I cannot figure out how to access my content. Uh, I was on NeoGAF this week and someone posted a new thread about how the Xbox, I just bought a brand new Xbox One and this is the UI designed for gamers and had this big lengthy post. It sounded like a plant. Because the person Ugh. was like, you can do this with like, you can do this with UI, you can do that, all your content's right here. And every response on the thread was like, oh, that, that UI is garbage. What are you talking I about? I can't find, I, like, I had a, a fucking, like, oh, for Forza Horizon, mm-hmm. I had a code to download shit. It took me forever to figure out where to go on my console to fucking use that code. That was the best part. I was disconnecting my Xbox One to, uh, you know, to move stuff downstairs. I forgot that, like... 
the uh, Kinect was still attached to my Xbox, but I just thrown it behind the TV and it was under <laughs> a pile of dust. <sighs> oh, God. I was like uncovering like an uh, Indiana Jones artifact. I don't know. I still don't know how to take screenshots, really. You Double know, it's tap. Like, yeah. I, supposedly, like, and then I can't upload them anywhere. Yeah, I know. Like, I just don't. I, I can't don't find my it. screenshots. Like, I know I'm supposed to be able to do this whole snap thing where I can watch TV on, <sighs> yeah. but I can't figure out how to get it to work. And then I want to it's change garbage. the it channel. Is, I'm like, you're fucking garbage. It's just so not functional. They've got to whenever the new xbox launches next year just have a whole just start over seriously because like the thing about the ps4 is that it ain't i remember when i first fired up ui i was like yeah this is not that impressive but it's functional it's just straight it functions you know where shit is yeah yeah and like i genuinely can't like on the xbox one i like sure the most recent things i've used are very accessible and that's about it and i can't figure out how to read my messages just even uh, playing with uh, with the grumpy turtle daniel i was playing with just trying to get together to play Forza to figure out our, how our parties and how our chat worked was just a fucking nightmare. And we were laughing about, like, they got this shit figured out with the Xbox 360. How, yeah. how, is, how is it 10 years later? And we're in a system where we have no idea how any of this works. And then the PS4 just actually had a UI update mm-hmm. where they yeah. change what happens when you press the PS button. And that's such a nice improvement that, like, usually the settings that you want to access are there. You can customize what pops yeah. up in there. It's really nice. I'm yeah. just like, it makes me appreciate my PS4 all the more. <sighs> How did we even get on this? Oh, uh, we were talking about just sleepy dogs. Oh, we no, were talking about Razer and THX. <clears throat> yeah. Somehow it turned into that. Oh my god. Bill, I have. To, I think I may want to invest in some gaming headphones sometime soon. Do you okay. have any recommendations? I use. Well, you're gonna just use them for the PlayStation Four, right? Probably. Because they have the PlayStation Four branded gold headphones. Uh huh. That I. That's my default. I was tempted to get the <clears throat> Uncharted headphones just because it's a pretty blue. It's a pretty, like, gray blue that's so that, When I've chatted with you on PlayStation 4 the couple times, did I sound okay? Yeah. Oh, and that, that, that that's more important than anything else. So the sound coming through is nice. And they have it set up so... Uh, I don't know if this works with other brands of headphones, but Sony has it set up that companies can come out when, with their own audio settings for specific games for Ew, your headphones. nice, yeah. And so you can download those to your, to your uh, PlayStation 4. Nice. Kinda, I don't know how well supported that is, but that sure. is an option because... You're getting the Sony branded headphones. I genuinely just want to wear. Well, keep an eye out because with Black Friday coming. Yeah, let me out, know those, if you see one on Black sale. Friday because with Foley and I playing games, it's like it's nice to be able to get up and go dick around in Mafia Three. Because poor girl, I feel I really feel bad for her because the way I play Mafia Three is not fun to watch. <laughs> and then you stack on top of that the way the game design tends to make you do the same, clear out the same place a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's got to be the most boring thing in the world. No, to watch, those headphones—they're but... wireless. They they hold onto a really charge nice. for a while, and that's it's really nice. the charging cables. Same one you use for the controller. So it's like if you're. Within... Does, is there a charging station available? Because I am on the charging station train. Not that I've seen. I refuse to. If it have came with a charging station, charging I must have chucked it because I don't have one. <laughs> I'm um, fucking all about them charging stations. I'll like, keep an eye out, but yeah, that's I, I. That's what's done me fine. And when I was looking for headphones when the PlayStation first or uh, PlayStation Four first launched, mm-hmm. that seemed to be the one everyone recommended to me the most. Although, granted, that was two years ago, so who knows what's sure. come out since then. But boy, howdy, nation! If you recommend a set of gaming headphones, I'm not so con- uh, concerned in the microphone for multiplayer. I mean, I want it because I do play multiplayer once. But you a just want moon. the sound. Uh, I mostly just want to have the sound sounds always wireless. Been pretty good. And, yeah. yeah, there's there's a there's a hard button on there so you can switch between different mixes and stuff oh, like that. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can bump up the sound versus chats. That's nice. And the volume up and down, and it, uh, that's pretty darn good. Bad, yeah. Um, 
Uh, of course, someone is trying to make another Willy Wonka movie in the hopes of spawning a quote-unquote cinematic universe. Someone bought the rights to Willy Wonka. He said it's not going to be another remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that's going to be like... It's going to be about not, how he found the Oompa Loompa. He said it wouldn't be an origin story, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that's exactly what it is. Because yeah. what other story does anyone care about? It? Like, yeah, of course you you want the original... I mean, if... I still... If they can do a Willy... But without I Gene mean, Wilder, honestly, though... Okay, yes, A, Gene Wilder, of course. B... Like, if this were the early 90s, a fucking Adventures of Young Willy Wonka television show would be a pretty good television show. You could do something cool with Willy Wonka, but you'd have to have somebody who could actually create... You'd have have to create the whole thing out of whole cloth. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing about Willy Wonka that's so great is, like, it's the real world with this insane, hyper-real thing, like, injected into it. And you could do some fun shit with that. Yeah. It's going to be a hot garbage pile. It's going to be. And the idea that, like, they they use the first universe. When your intention is tentpole, that's bad. It's just like, I mean, are they going to... That's bad. I wonder if they're going to try to make it a young, hot Willy Wonka. Well, of course they're they gonna are. They're going to teen wolf it's it. It's going to be a young, well, uh, young, I almost said Dracula, a young Wonka you want to fuck. That's definitely one of the goals. What'd you get for Willy Wonka? Actually, Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf would be a pretty good young Willy Wonka. Really? Yeah. I get Adam Scott. Adam Scott wouldn't be bad. He's not young enough, though. You need, like, someone well, in the 20s. Well, that depends on if it's supposed to be young Willy Wonka. That's the, yeah. I don't know any young people. Get, uh... Oh, somebody was talking about they should do Pride and Prejudice, but have uh, what's his face from The Force Awakens play Mr. Darcy? What's his face? There are a couple of what's his face. Uh, black guy, Larry. Larry. <laughs> I was about to say his actual name until you said Larry, and I can't remember. What's his actual Finn? name? Finn. Yeah. Finn is Mr. Darcy. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad Mr. Darcy. Poe po Dameron. Well, see, I is thought you meant Willy Wonka. Oscar Isaac. So I would believe him almost more as because he's got to be the brooding thing. And not to say that he can't brood, Nobody. but what is compelling about him is his um good humor, like his Oscar just, Isaac. No, I'm talking really about no, I'm talking about fucking Finn. Oh, Finn, yeah. He's got like he was great. I mean, he was great in Attack the Block. But the best part about his character in fucking Star Wars was that humanity, like that goofy, yeah, scared, like hum- good humored humanity of that character that he I like. I found he gives a lot good more reaction. Compelling. Yeah, yeah. I the found that. What the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, there was the thing where uh, um, it was interesting. They had a con- they, they had an interview with the lady who plays Ray. Mm-hmm. Larry Ray, <laughs> yeah, I got a real uh, name. Uh, Daisy Ridley this week, and they were talking about how uh, they didn't have much in the way of Ray action figures when that first movie came out, and mm-hmm. she was, yeah, she was talking about she she actually had a big sit down with the mar- with the marketing and toy people last week, and it's just interesting that they actually had the lead actress actually sit down with marketing and toy people to talk about that stuff. Yeah, I just thought just the notion of that alone. Well, of course, this is her coming out saying that there will be more Ray action figures sure. next time. And uh, she did point out that there'll be an array of rays. Exactly. The the only reason that that news got passed around a lot because in that same interview she did say drop a hint that Ray's parentage is going to be unveiled in the next movie. (gasps) But actually, that was more interesting about the fact that they have her actually talking to the marketing people. Yeah, that's yeah, and 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 in a a way that she said it didn't make it sound like she was talking to them specifically about the gender thing, but just like you have your lead actors like in meetings with the marketing people. That's a weird I wonder if maybe that was a thing where maybe. That's only routine thing because they have to come to her with like likeness stuff. I was going to say the stuff. likeness stuff. Yeah, I was about to say the legal. That makes more sense because I was like, yeah. why otherwise is she talking to marketing and action figure people? That, yeah. That's probably exactly what it's, it was. Yeah, it's they're, they're probably doing their first mock-ups of like, this is what your way action figures are going to look like. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, yeah, now that I said that out loud that I realized that that's why they're talking to each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The voice acting contingent of SAG-AFTRA has gone on strike against 11 game publishers in the hopes of getting residuals and making other adjustments to their contract, which was drawn up in 1994. Fucking four. I didn't realize it's been 22 years since their contract. Any, if you work in any entertainment medium and your contract is 22 years old, you need to revise that shit in the, yeah. the internet. 
Yeah. Holy shit. It's a different world we live in. Yeah. Oh, I so. was talking to a friend who was in the who's in the gaming industry and and her thing that she was pointing out was Man, fucking people who work, who, like, program the games don't get residuals. Well, I've seen that, like, uh, I saw some voice actors just this morning were like, that's nice, but But here's the thing. Well, at the end of the day, it's like, that's where I struggle with this. It's like, yes, it's the video game industry is unfair. It is unfairly uh, rigged against the people who make the products, which is, you know. But on the other hand, it's like saying that that you shouldn't get it because I'm suffering is not a good... That just shows how fucked up the gaming industry is. It's well, not I mean, so that's much... How it's, that's how it is with any situation. Yeah. It's like when you like when you're fucking like, I, like, I want to get a raise. I believe I should be paid more at my work. and But I think that my coworkers should get paid more too. And it's like if there's only one raise available, like if there's only so much raise available, like I'm in this weird situation where I'm like, I mean, I do I deserve it more than my coworkers? Or like, you know, whatever. But someone's like, got to push forward. Otherwise, but at the same time, it's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you may deserve it, but that doesn't mean that I can't, I shouldn't push and stuff for myself. Of course, then my second thought was like, that's why fucking they have a union. Like, like unions are spooky things and they can lead to bad things. But on the other hand, you need someone who will stand up for you. I and mean, that's say, exactly. Well, that, that's what they're saying. Well, it's like, well, they were unionized. I mean, you should guys are, yeah, you developers fucking, need a union. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe like the video game industry is such a fucking <coughs> train wreck. Mm-hmm. And so just chews up the people who are in it. I don't know a single person who's in game development who hasn't regretted that choice. Yeah. No, I it's like, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you got like Ashley Birch. All, all she's been wearing has been a plastic bag from, uh, from stop and go as a diaper <laughs> on Twitter because she's been starving so much because she doesn't get anywhere from the voice work stuff she does. It's so sad. Um, anyway, video games suck. My power go out. To, my my hope goes out to uh, the folks who are on strike and uh, more power to them. Man, yeah, that's crazy. Because yeah, like it's it's been a known thing that if 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 yeah if you're an actor in anything. Uh, major like a major actor in any kind of like movie or TV show, you get residuals, mm-hmm. or at least TV show. I don't know what how movies work, mm-hmm. but yeah, like yeah, it should be the same way, and be the same way that people work on that stuff, actually create that stuff. It should, uh, Everyone involved should get developer in a game should get residuals, yeah. a little a couple bucks. Yeah. It just seems like no nonsense sort of thing. But yeah, you know. I don't mean, see how this shakes out. Yeah, especially because yeah. they're not going uh, on strike against the entire industry, just eleven companies that yeah. they originally yeah. signed this thing, and it's all the big ones. It's EA, Activision, and all yeah. that stuff, yeah. and specifically. They can't strike against everything. Only games that have started production after like February seventeenth, twenty fifteen. It's a very arbitrary date, cutoff date. Yeah, but yeah. anything after that, that's. Well, I imagine it can't impact current contracts that you've agreed to, to a certain amount or something like that. Like I can see how there'd be weirdness around it. Yeah, that's it's why a contract fu- industry. It's not a yeah. Like I go not- in every day and punch a card industry. Campo Santo two said that Firewatch two is going to be a text adventure. So is Psychonauts. Oh, too. to get around it. That's really smart. Well, that's my first joke. Are we going to go to back to? <laughs> yeah, everything turns into. Banjo Kazooie again. Do that, or you just get the janitor again. Oh god, are like... you, you care about uh, Psychonauts too? Man, that video they released looked great. Yeah, it was interesting because the way they're developing it, they um they made are you they going remade. Best. I mean, I backed it. I'm not going to invest. I don't have fucking money. Did they have anything. backing thing? Was it a Kickstarter for Psychonauts yeah. 2? It's not a Kickstarter. In the fig, there is that you can invest or you can just back it. Oh, you can back. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just investing only. No. Nope. How much money? I did like enough to get the game, like 60 bucks or whatever. <sighs> Do you get the game? Yes. Oh, so it is like a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. a black hole that you're just, money in. There's also more an option. Oh, there's okay. an additional option where for like $1,000 or more, you can become an investor. Yeah. Okay. And then you get a return on the profit of the game. Like love to be an investor someday. So it could be righteous when it does yeah yeah so just being an asshole investor <laughs> you're like saying i gave you my money you I, can w- say. I want to buy some nintendo stocks today just so i can have that stock certificate like, <laughs> up on the wall um but uh yeah no uh so i 
Psychonauts, they released a, um, they, they built the camp from uh, the original Psychonauts game, not intending to use it in the game, but just to make a visual benchmark. Yeah. And to have an environment to manip- to have the character run around in. Well, it's not a bad idea, kind of recreating these assets from like 20 years ago. Well, and also figuring out what that will look like in yeah. their new aesthetic. It's a kind of an interesting thing, but because it's all like literally designed to be thrown away, they could show it in its entirely. And so they had a... Um, the lead developer um, and uh, what's his name, Zach. Um, I want to say Zach McCormick, and that is wrong. But uh, anyway, I love his spices. I do too. I love his gravy. Um, and and Tim Schaefer playing through it. Yeah. Oh, it has been some while since I've randomly just flashed out over a bunch of random shit that didn't deserve it. <laughs> Bill, it's that season. That didn't oh. deserve it. That's a great way to say it. Anyway, hey Bill, did you know that uh, ladies will direct all the second season episodes of Jessica Jones? Yeah, just the thing that's coming out. I guess uh, Ava du- Duvarney. What's her name? Who directed? What the hell did she make? She's a famous. She's. Uh, oh, she directed Selma. She's doing a new TV show where she, I think she announced that all the directors for that, she's trying to make that as much of a lady production as possible. Um, but yeah, no, Jessica Jones, so I guess that's all, like, it's a lady showrunner, and it's just, just gonna hire a bunch of ladies to direct that show. That's kind of cool. Although that show's not supposed to air for, like, another two years, I guess, Mm -hmm. like, sometime in early 2018. Imagine if they're announcing directors now. So you never watched uh, Jessica Jones? Nope. We've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, because when I was adding that to the show notes, are we gonna have anything to say about this? Fully watched it and really liked it. I could not get over the themes of assault. Yeah. Because that's that's all it is. That's the whole point (laughs) of the show, is that's the... Every episode. I mean, that's the villain. That's literally thing. what it's about. And, and that's I just the threat hanging over specifically. Just can't like, do it. Nope. Yeah. Not how okay. I spend my time for fun. My, However, my wife fully had a sick day and mainlined the whole thing. Tried to get me to watch it. And I was like, nope, goodbye. No, no yeah. Goodbye that's... forever. Nope. <laughs> can't do it. Won't do it's it. Like a solo I haven't watched any of the Marvel Netflix shows. Jessica Jones. I've only seen Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Oh, did you watch Daredevil too? No. I heard, I, just good, don't. I heard good things about the first season. Supposedly the second season, a bunch of ninjas show up. They well, said it was it's, terrible. It's Daredevil. I find ninjas. Well, I like, people said it even for Daredevil became way less grounded. My e-child Sid loves Daredevil. So yeah. I'm a, but yeah, it's just not my jam. She's got her face in all three of them. Not she shows jam. up. Fucking death proof. Uh, Rosario Dawson? I love Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson is my jam. I don't know. I've just given all I can to the There's Marvel There's a lot Cinematic of her and Luke Cage. Like I said, if you get bored, if you wanted to like, nope. pirate I canceled Netflix. my Netflix subscription. I'm fine with that right now. Did you see? Just... Did, we, did we talk about Stranger Things on here? You have talked about it at length, but, but you I never saw it. it. No, oh, okay. I don't yeah. have a Netflix account anymore. That's fine. And also, it's not it's not my thing. It'd be my wife's thing, probably, if she would watch it. You got other not, shit going not on. Not my thing. Yeah. Uh, and it is official. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Yeah, which no, no one's surprised by this. Although, it's geeky enough casting. I'm kind of surprised it actually happened, because it's I such know. a perfect slice of fan it casting. It sounds like a, 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 a change.org petition instead of an actual well, thing. Especially after everyone already went through this with him being Spider-Man. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's gonna be Lando, which is a little, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but like two weeks ago, he was spotted running around London with a Lando Calrissian, his own mustache, but done mm-hmm. up to look like Lando, and everyone's like, hmm. And then he's gonna announced, be in Phil Lord and Chris Miller's Han Solo movie, which is great. I still can't believe that's a thing. We're probably gonna, we're probably gonna start getting trailers for that. You know, they'll probably start, I think fucking, they start filming this Christmas. I can't believe that fucking, we're getting a Ryan Johnson Star Wars, and fucking... Chris Miller and Phil Lord. The next two Star Wars Wars movies after this. Yeah, it's going to be. Phil Lord and Chris Miller? Yeah, that's what it is. Chris Miller and Phil Lord? Chris Lord? No, it's it's Phil Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Okay. God, now you got me. Lord and Miller. I love those dudes, those crazy assholes. Those are some of my favorite filmmakers. I can't believe this shit. (sighs) Who do you think you'd have to play young Chewbacca? 
Me. That's the bigger question. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Hey, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. We'll be back to y'all. Talk to y'all next week uh, about more pop culture garbage. Uh, happy Halloween. Hope y'all have a good spooky time. Happy free Halloween. We still got one more week. We're in the Halloween season. By the time you hear this next week, it'll be the season of the week. We witch. don't say Merry Almost Christmas. I'm just saying. <laughs> Halloween's the best time for you. Love. <laughs> Hope you guys all have your Halloween movies lined up and everything. Yeah. Gee, are you going to watch anything spooky this week you have lined up? I'm going to work. So no, I'm going to work, 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 work. I'll just say if you had the not- month, if you had Netflix, you could have watched The Monsters. God, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't know if you had any default like Halloween uh, stuff you like to listen uh, to. I or don't. Watch or I do want to watch The Witch, and I want to watch what things we do, what we do in the shadows. Those oh, are you still haven't seen Again, I don't want to oversell it because it's better on it like. It looks fun. It grows on you after a couple of years. It's not yeah. like slap, slap, knee slappingly hilarious, but it is the the tone of it is very cute. That's awesome. The lead guy, the director, Taika Waititi. He's yeah. just so. I love that he's making a Marvel movie. Yeah. So and, oh, he, he drove everyone nuts this week because someone was like, "Oh, well, what are we gonna do with all the continuity between this and the other Thor movie?" He's like, "Man, eh, I don't care." <laughs> Because I think it's the best approach to the Thor movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. We're just trying to tell a fun story out. Like, there might be Easter eggs and stuff to other... There will be some continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, like, not worried to specifically, like... I'm not gonna fucking get my pants. Especially for, like, any continuity between that and the comics. He's just like, I just want to tell a good story. I just want to have a good time. Yeah. 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 Uh, That seems like a pretty good... I like Taika Waititi. He's... he's, Just personality-wise, he's one of my favorite creators I've been working right now. Yeah. Alright, pals, we'll talk to y'all next week about more Pampkin Chigarbish. We'll see you in the cemetery. Okay, take care, guys.